I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I want to rock right now. I'm Rod Bass and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone because I get stupid. I mean outrageous. Stay away from me if you're contagious. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And uh, before we even get started, let me just say uh, rest in peace, DJ Easy Rock, man. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, he uh, was half of the duo, you know, Rod Bass and Easy Rock, man. It takes two. Um, joy and pain, all this other stuff, man. Um, Rodney Bryce was his real name, and uh, he died today, man. So rest in peace, man. He was 46 years old. Wow, that's young. Yeah, hip-hop is young. You know, like, hip-hop is not a very old, uh, old, old genre, form, of, music. genre of music. Uh, so, yeah. you know, um, so yeah, rest in peace, DJ Easy Rock, man. Um, matter of fact, uh, let me, uh, play some It Takes Two for everybody, man. In case y'all, in case y'all don't know, um, what it sound like, man. Um, uh, too um, young. Yeah, maybe you're too young. Maybe you recognize this. Every house party all school dances. Hit it. You almost have to do like you almost have to do the running man to this. Like you better. There's no other dance. You better do the snake. You mm. better, you know, do the two step. Like if you're in a room and this comes on, even if you don't know how to dance, you just start moving. Mm-hmm. It takes two to make the thing go right. And it takes two to make it out of sight. It takes two to make it out of sight. I wanna rock right now. I'm and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone because I get stupid. I mean outrageous. If you're contagious, cause I'm a winner, no not a loser. It's what I choose of. Ladies love me, girls adore me. Uh, even the ones that never saw me like the way that I rhyme at a show. The reason why, man, I don't know, so let's go, cause. Rest in peace. Oh, that's rest, my jam, man. Rest in peace. And man. I can't speak for nobody else, but it will make you shake your ass. You just stick your butt out. It's just automatic. Not too many people are gonna die and be remembered for all time like niggas will be like 80 and this shit will come on and be like oh that's my shit will me to the dance floor what tap a foot or something right and even the video they would be dancing wasn't it in black no no it wasn't color i'm about to say i thought they shot in black and white but it was mm-hmm. in color and they would be like dancing on the streets and stuff like this yeah. this was like almost the anthem for a lot of people when it came to hip-hop yeah so rest in peace man um, but yeah, it's the Blackout Tips podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podomatic. Just search the Blackout Tips. It will come right up. Go to theblackouttips.com, vote in the polls, all that great stuff. Um, you may recognize the voice to introduce the show. Now, uh, it's been a while since he's been on, but since he's been on, he has become Tippy Award winning. Yes, he has. Chris Lambert from the Mundane Festival podcast, yes, he has mundanefestival.com. Yes. He's also 
uh, uh the movie correspondent for the righteous prick podcast uh he also uh opens for my man um chris hardwick aka the nerdist mm-hmm. uh, if you're a podcast fan you should know who that is yes you should uh, at caroline's may 1st through the 3rd um it's my man chris lambert what's up man what happened to Chris? Hey guys, thanks for having me. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I was like, he went away. Did I go? I can hear you guys. Okay, okay. I, I, we hear you now. But it just seems like you guys get cut off sometimes. Oh, okay. And, okay, well, let me call you right back. Let me hang up and call you back and see oh, if that'll fix it. Okay. Uh, sometimes, you know, Skype has issues, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just going to try to call them back and see if. Uh, that takes care of any of the issues. I hope it will. I hope it will. Hello, too. is that better? Yes. Yeah. How yeah. do we sound on your side? Is the bigger question because we can hear you crystal clear. It just seems like you cut off every couple of seconds. Every. Oh really? Um. Hmm. You want me to call your phone, like cell phone or something? You can call my phone if you want. All right, okay. man. Uh, hey, put your phone number in the chat. In Skype. In Skype, not not Spreecast. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Well, nobody calling Chris and shit. What's up, dog? I heard you, uh, heard you opening for Chris Hardwick. Uh, you got any tickets? All right, let me, uh, call, all right, I'm gonna call you right, right quick on your, um, on your phone. Give me a second. Live podcasting, everybody. Sometimes Skype doesn't even tell you it's gonna fuck up until, uh, until it fucks up. That's so. true, too. Sometimes you call and it's no problem. And sometimes, but like, you know what? Up, dip, dip, up, 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 up. That's how you sound to people. Yeah. I was trying to take him to Rob Base World. Hello? Yo, hey. what's up, man? Can, can you hear us now? Hey, guys. Uh, are we still cutting in can, and out? Can you hear me better now? Can I hear you? I think I can hear you guys now. Uh, all right, let me check. One, two, one, two. What is this? All right, how did that sound? I can. You said one, two, one, two. How does that sound? Oh, so you didn't hear what I said. What is this? Oh, this is this is my cell. Yeah. What? Hold on. What? <laughs> oh. How bad is this connection? Good grief. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what's going on. This hasn't, this, never, this hasn't happened before. Yeah, this is new. Hold on, man. Is, is it Skype all together? Because it. Let me check the audio settings on Skype. It looks yeah. like. It looks. Fun. I have all my. I have all my bars. I can hear you guys on the. I can hear you guys. Okay. Um, Are we breaking up? It still it still sounds like it's breaking up. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, this is a new problem. Yes, this is. Um, maybe if mm-hmm. I shut down That's Skype a, yeah. and bring it back up. Hey, give me like two minutes. I'm going to shut down Skype and bring it right back up. All right? You want me to shut down Skype? No, I'm going to do it. I, you... <laughs> You don't do anything. Okay. I will shut down my Skype. Yeah, I'm going to call you might, back. It might be our side. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Yeah, because sometimes uh, Skype be like, you know what? Uh, we got a new update, and because of the new update, we just added two minutes before the two minutes ago. Um, you can't make no calls. Yeah, I don't. This is weird, man. Um, I'm going to just shut it down and, uh, and and come back to it. You guys enjoy It Takes Two. Easy breaks. It takes two to make it out of sight. My name is Bob. I got a real funky concept. Listen up, cause I'm gonna 
I got an idea that I want to share. You don't like it, so what? I don't care. Let me try it now. Okay. See if this helps at all. I hope it does. Hey, man, how do we sound now? Sound good so far. Okay. Cool, cool. Uh, All right. I think we may have fixed it. Maybe I just need to shut down and bring it back up. Okay. All right, cool. Sounds like you heard all of that. All right, man. So, um, which is really funny because we were talking about Rob Bass and It Takes Two. And do you guys know why it's named It Takes Two? No, because I figured out because it was two of them. Chris, do you know why Rob Bass's It Takes Two uh, is named It Takes Two? Is it a sex thing? It is not a sex thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's because they uh, were going to get signed by a record label and they they didn't have a single. And they, they had two hours to come up with a song. And that was the song they came up with in two hours. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Which kind of explains why they don't have a lot of other hits. Because, like, that, you really pull one out your ass, and it's a hip-hop classic for all time. Two hours, and you make one of the best songs ever. So, I guess after that, they probably start overthinking it and shit. Like, nah, man, we need to go to the studio, get in there for four days, the song will be even better. It's like, nope. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep it to two hours, people. Now, as we were saying, Chris, you won an award last year. For best guest of the year for the Black Guy with Tips. Wow, and I'm ruining ruining it ruining it with a shitty connection. Yeah, so you're already in the hole for this year. But <laughs> last year you did win an award for the best guest. You had the closest margin in votes. Yes, you did. For when you won by three votes over Patrice. Wow. Yeah. That's 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 pretty major. Now, um, obviously, the audience, you know, is clapping for you. They love you, son. They love you. Um, I appreciate it. Did appreciate you want? It. Did you want to give a a, a speech for your award? Your accepted speech. Uh, just thanks every to everybody that voted, and uh, I will continue to try to be a good guest on the podcast. All right, cool. Whenever I'm, whenever I'm called to be one. All right. No, uh, no people you want to thank or anything. Okay. Got it. Um, uh, some people keep it short and simple. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people were on here thanking their parents. Um, you know, other guests, things of this nature. But Chris, this is why, this is why everybody likes you. You're a real easygoing guy. Yes, you are. You didn't have to play the wrap it up music on them. Mm-hmm. I was going to. I had it ready to go. <laughs> uh, Chris, man, what's been up, man? It's been a while since we talked. Uh, just been working. Uh, we're doing the nine to five, doing the TPS reports and, uh, doing stand up and trying to get better and, uh, trying to, uh, capitalize off of, uh, certain opportunities and when the opportunities come to try not to, uh, shit the bed when those opportunities come. So wait, you, and, uh, you still go to work? Yeah, I still go to work. Yeah, wow. I got every every day, pretty much every day during the week. So you not boycott? Yeah. You not boycotting because of Donald Sterling? No, no, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think it, it would give a shit if uh, a, a chubby black guy is to sit in his cubicle to do spreadsheets. Nobody cares about what I think 
see man typical sellout mentality man this is why we can't never get nothing as black people oh lord we'll get into that sooner or later but you know sad to see brothers sell out like this uh i don't know why anybody's going to work these days um if i didn't have a black boss i wouldn't go (laughs) luckily i work for me um chris also man uh stand up wise man like how often you been getting up and uh you know you you meet anybody any more new people uh, I get up whenever I can, try to get up as much as I can, try to, uh, write and, uh, working on new material, working on, uh, getting more personal on stage and, uh, just having fun while doing it. So, uh, I don't, have I met anybody like any, um, just all the new comics in the city and stuff like that. Nobody like super famous or anything okay so louis ck didn't come watch you perform and tell you you had a good set no i actually i did a set i technically opened for him like four years ago in hannibal burris's room in brooklyn and uh he went on right after me he did not say anything to me Mm. after my set (laughs) now is that now that you see that trend going around on on it was going around on facebook for a while that people were like hey just performed and uh louis ck said i had a good set um are you like insecure like why the fuck didn't he say i had a good set i performed or are you like if he saw me now he would say it no because that was like four years ago and uh he didn't need to say anything to me at that time Hmm. he really didn't uh i did i was uh, i was all right but i'm much better than i am now uh i'm much better now than i was back then rather uh no nah, it's the people i think people share a little bit too much on on facebook and and twitter well really facebook they share too much and try to get sentimental and then it become when you when it comes time to be sentimental it's it's a little hard hard to really you know make it seem like it's not bullshit mm. or or not genuine you know yeah so uh some things some things you just kind of keep to yourself and uh hold that dear to your heart and share it with your friends yeah, I kind of blame uh, J.L. Covan for that because um, uh-huh. he always is going in on people for, you know, oversharing and being fake and stuff. And so then I think sometimes people have, like, genuine moments, but they're friends with J.L. And it's like, I'm not going to say that shit, you know. Oh, you know, no, like, it, it was before him, though. It was it was really before he he I would just see people like be at auditions and take a picture of them at an audition <laughs> and it's like you might not it's like you might not even get the shit and you you sicing it like that it's just like just just good that you at the audition do your thing handle your business then if you get the thing that's that's good but you don't have to say you don't have people just document so much that it's just like man can can is there ever a moment that's private mm. yeah i mean we all fall i think we all fall victim to it or whatever but I mean, I try to curtail mine. I try to keep it, keep it at a at a minimum. And I mean, like that's, I mean, I have my podcast to do that. And if people want to listen to that, it's essentially like a, a journal uh, of what I'm what I'm going through. And I try to put myself out there and, and share it as somebody that's actually trying to do something with their life, like you know, just trying to just somebody that's like on the come up, that's like on the outskirts of. The, the bright lights and then when something pretty something cool happens to me i'll share it and i like to have people on my show that uh that sort of are doing the same thing so maybe you could inspire people 
like the people on Facebook that talk about all this money that they made and you don't know how the fuck they made all that money. And they show you their bands and they show you all this shit. And you're just like, how the fuck did this guy do that? But unless you like sign up to their club, it's like some like skull and bones type eyes wide shut shit. And you know, I just try to be, I just try to be as, as genuine as I can. And, and, and the people that, that 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 get with it, they get with it, you know, and it's real cool. So it's uh it's it's a really good it I mean it's a lot of bullshit out there, but it's it's still a really good it's it's a really good community. But mm-hmm. like JL just sorta uh put the megaphone out there and uh you know, he's he just said something that a lot of people uh been thinking. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I would see people do shows and they would take a picture of them holding their check mm-hmm. from the show and it just be like damn you why you you want people you're not not you know people to rob you or just like <laughs> man on now. well you know man, it's just kind of, yeah go ahead well you know robbing a check is hard so i can see why they would ah! like if you get paid in the check I would, I would throw that up that's i mean you could do that but it's still like man like the man i was on tv and everything like that mm-hmm. and this is my check that i got from the shit and it's like, yo, you're like, you're, you're the, you, the clip of you is going to be on YouTube. That's you on TV. Mm. Like, you don't know how to show the check like that. Mm. But I don't know, man. Maybe am I, maybe I'm an asshole, but mm. I don't know. But I, it's, it, you know. I, I, I don't think you are. And, and I do agree with you. Uh, there is a thing where I don't mind sharing. I don't mind, you know, interacting. But there is a line that you, like you say, you almost, you, you, have to draw because if you don't draw that line uh wherever your line is like you said you literally will become an open book publicly and the thing about being an open book publicly be it if you're a celebrity or not you give people uh an insight into your life and when people have an insight into your life they feel like they have the right or the obligation to give their opinion about your personal shit. Why? Because you put it on a public platform or public forum, and people feel like if it's out there publicly, they have a right or obligation to give their opinion on it. Well, my personal thing, what I want to do is like live tweet sex. That's that's yeah. why I think ah, I think that's they got apps for that. That's where we're headed, and I feel like we should cut them off at the pass uh, and just start live tweeting our sex and uh i think people will be um you know that that'll be when we uh know the internet has gone too far and that'll stop everything so how do we not know that's already not happening i haven't seen it is how i know i'll just imagine it's not happening because i haven't seen it somebody had to you know like Mm -hmm. oh this is the best sex ever hashtag blessed hashtag orgasm (laughs) you know (laughs) hashtag i came on her titties right um chris man speaking of hope she's not late (laughs) (laughs) speaking of uh speaking of coming on the titties man you been dating or anymore man last time we talked to you you had gone on a date oh no i haven't really been uh doing that i've been really trying to i had like some big things coming up as far as stand-up wise so i'm i've been trying to focus on that Mm -hmm. but there have been there have been girls that uh that i talked to but nothing nothing really serious so i'm really just trying to see how i can up my game a little bit and hopefully uh and uh yeah just just work on that i'm gonna be like the the people in those the white girls in the rom-coms like i'm gonna get my career straight and then and you know i think i've said that on your show before but i'm i'm gonna be that type of person 
Well, I feel and like he was he was looking for love. I feel like you uh, uh y- there's an easy way for you to get girls uh now that I've been paying attention to some the podcast circuit. Um have you thought about going on three guys on and then saying you don't date black women? Cuz I feel oh, like don't do that. <laughs> that has been very successful for several dudes. Um and I know that Karen's saying don't do it, but every dude that's done it has gotten inundated with pictures and emails from black women that are fine. So I think that might be the move, man. Well, I mean, you kind of, you started uh, me not liking black women, mm-hmm. like maybe like, guys, like maybe like mid to late last year. Yeah. But, um, and I, most people, uh, I think, I'm not sure most people know that's a running joke. But yeah, um, cause, cause you cause like, I never, oh, I never, I never came off of the joke and said like, <laughs> I'll just fuck it with y'all. But, uh, yeah, that, that was, I would see it on Twitter every once in a while. Someone was like, really, Chris? And I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Like I think like you or JL would say something about a, a white girl or, or like when Ellen Page, the last, I think the last time I was on your show was the Ellen Page. Like the the goodbye Ellen Page episode. Yeah, she came out of the closet. Uh, and yeah, and so if you you hit me up. You're like, how do you feel? You okay, Chris? Some people. I mean, I I date whoever. I really don't have a preference. But three guys on those are those are my boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just haven't been home since, since like December to uh-huh. really hang out with them and be on the show. Well, you don't and have that. You don't have to actually have a preference. No. You just need oh, to say, okay. you just say that you won't and then they'll flood in. I don't know why that works. Yeah. Seems like it will work the opposite, but somehow that so shit worked. So let's start right now. Fuck scandal. Mm-hmm. I don't watch it. Uh, yeah, I'm really, not really into black girls. Yeah. Yeah. So like, ladies, uh, Chris Lambert, you know, uh, Email us uh, some pictures and uh, info, and uh, we'll forward it to him. We'll see what he says. Um, but uh, this is a man that uh, you know is sounds to me like he's been Don't hurt, know. and he needs. It's like a bird with a broken wing; just needs to be nursed till he Don't, can fly again. Don't go down that road. How, how how do you think like a trailer for your life would be? Be like in a world with a comedian who does TPS reports every day. Like how how do you think it would your your intro would go? Oh, for his uh his his rom com? Yes. It would start off with uh me uh in my apartment uh watching Nashville and eating takeout alone <laughs> and uh with a with a wave cap on and uh, and some candles. Yeah. And then like oh. me doing it, doing stand up, being like a, a pretty good comic that's on the rise, is doing his thing. And then I just go home and they're like, hey, and, like a girl will be like, good set, Chris. I'm like, all right. And I just leave and mm. uh, like get in a, a grape sun kiss. In the trailer, like, nah. in the trailer, we could have Chris try to pick up the cashier at his local grocery store. And, and at fail. the Whole Foods store? Yeah, but then he fails horribly. Yep. Like he has to fail horribly. <laughs> Actually, you know, there was this really cute girl uh, at Whole Foods at, at the meat counter uh, oh. on Saturday. She was pretty hot. Wait, working and or? She, I think she caught me staring at her or she was staring at me. Was she working or she was purchasing meat? She was working. She was working. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, you know yeah. what's funny, man? Whenever I see pretty that, do you, I don't know if you had this thought, Chris, but whenever I see like a really cute girl, 
like working register or working at the deli or something like that part of my mind always goes like what did you do wrong like what's wrong like what you got like a felony yeah. or something like you, you <laughs> it know, don't have to mean that. you dropped, you dropped out of school because be her you had job. drug addiction and you just ended up. Like, why aren't you at Hooters? What right. Happened? Yeah. yeah. Uh, why? Uh, like why? Uh, cause like this, cause it's like, you're not, uh, it's not bad off enough that you can, like if you were like at a strip club, you just start assuming all kinds of negative shit that is fucked up. Like, oh, you must have been touched as a kid or some shit, some oh crazy Lord. shit. But if it's just like McDonald's <laughs> register, it's like, well, what, what's what's wrong? You got like herpes or something? Like what? Aww. What's keeping you from getting this money? Like in a in a fashion where you don't have to do this. <laughs> like you shouldn't have to smell like fries. You're too fine for that. I don't know why life is like that, but that is that is where my mind goes. And I never ask, so I'll never know. But still, no, you're not you're not wrong for thinking. I mean, I think I think that too. I don't know if we're wrong, but that <laughs> that is a thought that. That passes my mind. It's like, why are you doing it? What happened? Why right. are you doing this? You ever fucked a nigga's car up for like cheating on you and then got like a felony off of that or something? Like, <laughs> you know, like what, <laughs> what, what was the thing? You know what I mean? Like, you, like you couldn't get custody of your own kids. Just sent it over the edge. Yeah. Cause of alcoholism. Like what, what is the catch? Cause you too fine to be doing this with your life. Like even just walking down the street, you probably get somebody to give you a ride. Like why are you catching the bus? Like what is, what's going on? Um, so, uh, all right, man, you're not really trying to holler at anybody right now. Um, and why didn't you holler at the girl at the meat counter, man? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There was just a lot of people around and mm-hmm. I had a long day. I, I, I don't know. I, there were actually, you know, there was a girl that just tweeted that's pretty cute that lives in Jersey. She tweeted something about like, I think, and I think this is a thirst trap. You mm-hmm. know, people, you know, let me know if you guys think this is a thirst trap or not. This girl that I follow on Twitter, she's like a mutual friend of a friend. I never met her before, mm-hmm. but you know, you see the you see the Abby and you be like, oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, so she just she just tweeted this thing that said, oh, what's up with these guys that act like pussies when they flirt with me and drop the ball? I need a young Ron Swanson. Mm. And, uh, and and I was like, uh, I wanted to tweet at her and just be like, I'm not that good with woodwork, but you know, I can learn, girl. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. You know, like, every- it's weird too because on Twitter, uh, it's almost like you get the most, uh, it's almost like you get psychic powers. Like you get to hear everybody's inner monologue, right? And yeah. I don't know how it is for single guys, but I know even as a married guy, it can be somewhat confusing because like that girl might tweet the, you know, you know, I'm tired of men not paying me attention. You know, uh, you make eye contact with me, you know, we greet each other and then you, you won't even ask for my number. Like what's wrong with these men these days? And then like the next tweet after that will be somebody like, if one more man says hi to me or, or smiles ah. at me, I don't have to smile. This is street harassment. And you gonna have y'all call the police and mace you in your goddamn face. And you're like, what? What's, what's the rules? <laughs> the people, yeah. the people that she wanted to respond did not respond, and the people that she don't want to fuck with is the dudes that hit her up. And she's like, I don't want none of y'all. Well, I'm just saying two different people. Let's not even say it's the same person. I'm just saying the Chris as a single dude. Do you ever feel like it's a little bit intimidating to approach women? Because you know now you have Twitter and you kind of know what they think all the time. It can be. I don't know, because they can, they can, it's like, I used to think that I wasn't like every other guy, like mm-hmm. that I'm a creep too. Like, I just came to realize that I'm a bit of a creep. I'm not like a, per, you know, like all guys, 
I mean, I think it's in our DNA that we we are kind of creepish. Mm-hmm. And it's it's an idea that I'm working on, but it's like, you know, like it's hard now because women will screen cap your text messages that you <laughs> you text or the the DMs, and you can't yeah, really babies. put your heart. And then they put it on Facebook. This guy's trying to fuck me. Look Instagram. Believe? Can you believe that I put myself out there in a bikini and this guy is like trying to talk to me? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Do I want a smoothie? No, I don't want a smoothie, you asshole. <laughs> it really does the seem guy like that. Wants to fuck, like he wants to fuck you, but he might want to take you out right. too. You know, he might want to give you kids. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Nothing, it's, it's nothing's private. Because, nothing's yeah. private anymore. Yeah, you can't like you like people. I don't have the Tinder app, but I see where people like. There's certain girls on Facebook that'll post. Look what this guy said to me. Can you believe this? He's like, he, it'll be like, hey. And she's like, hey, what's up? Hey, I was just thinking, uh, do you, would you want to meet up somewhere and have drinks? Oh my God, this asshole just really <laughs> tried to ask me. I can you, be, can you believe this guy? Right. This is a screenshot from my <laughs> can we fuck app. Yeah. I use, I go to, the, I go to the can we fuck app yeah. and uh, every once in a while I get proposition. And let me tell you, guys are, just uh losers they're mansplaining to me and it's the misogyny of the internet you're like but it's the can we fuck app like yes everybody's yeah. trying to fuck on the app that's get off the app don't be on here exposing people for wanting to fuck that's that's the deal that's right did we lose it's Chris? just the oh. feed it's like the we i mean i think we all do that stuff to feed our ego with mm-hmm. the the instagram and 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 all of that stuff everybody wants it. we all want it it's just like it's i don't know but it, it it's it's it just seems like we put up all these barriers uh in between each other and then we wonder why we can't connect mm. you know that's true. that's like just people that's people in general it's like you got all yeah i could hit you up on twitter i could text you i could facebook you i could you know snapchat and all of that stuff and but it's not it ain't it's real it's artificial yeah. And it hurt. it's so hard you guys you know it's funny too it's funny too because like i think the internet does put up barriers mm-hmm. and people forget what real life is like like i was playing basketball today and uh this guy I was checking um he uh like he was boxing me out or whatever the ball goes up in the air um and we kind of got tangled up a little bit nobody was swinging elbows or anything like that but afterwards, he said something, like, under his breath, and I was like, you all right, bro? And he was like, man, play over or something like that. I was like, I know, man, it's over. What are you talking about? Like, he's like, man, you ain't got to uh, hold me after the ball's up in the air. I was like, man, we just boxing out, dude. It, let it go. And um, so a couple plays later, when we were checking the ball up, instead of, like, you know how you supposed to bounce the ball to the person checking up, he kind of threw it underhand and kind of fast. And... Uh, it hit my arm, but I, you know, I could have caught it. I just let it bounce, and I was like, "Hey, man, um, don't do that." You know, like, that's like not I know, cool. yeah, I know you think you're upset right now, but like that, you know, don't do that. That's stupid. And he's like, "Or what? What you gonna do?" And I just looked at him like and smiled and was like, "Fuck you up." Like, well, like, yeah, like there's only one thing to do. Like, this is not the internet. I'm not gonna block you. I'm not gonna um unfriend you we're here right yeah. now like this is not you know like this is it's 2014 i'm much bigger and stronger than you 
if it came to an altercation, I'm just going to beat your ass. It like, where's the common fucking decency as human beings? You know, it's not like I was talking shit to the dude or I was like, it was just, and I really feel like that's something that comes from, like you said, we have all these barriers all online between each other and people have forgotten like real life, you know, is just not as complex as this, the internet makes it. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's really true. And it's like just communicating with people and I think with, with my buddies, it's, it's different, you know, it's just like, Hey man, all right. You know, you text them, you say, Hey, I'm going to be here. All right. But sometimes with, with women, it's just like, well, if I put myself out of there, am I a, am I a, a bitch? If I say, Hey, you want to go get some ice cream? Or like, right. or like, hey, you want to you want to meet up? Or if I say, if I ask a girl out, am I like an asshole? Or am I just, you know? So it's just, I mean, it's a lot of insecurities wrapped around in that, and that's that's my own shit. Yeah. But it's just like, damn, if I if I ask this girl out, because she doesn't really talk on the phone. If I ask this girl out, yeah. is she gonna put it on Instagram? Or <laughs> right. is she gonna, you, you know what? Is and, she gonna and, share it with all these people? And 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 Chris, I completely understand that, and it's one of those things where both sexes kind of have to deal with that, and 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 that's the kind of yeah. the downside because like. Uh, for a woman, she might send you a, t- a titty pic or send you an ass pic and the same thing. You got a snapshot and next thing you know, it's on Instagram and, and, and Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. And I think that for a lot of people, uh, I, I guess in my opinion, people ain't shit. And that's something, that's the bottom line to a lot of this stuff. <laughs> and everybody think that they're a good person, but they really ain't. And everybody think that, yeah. you know, they love it and they carry it and they kind, but they really not. Um, and then when you do find people, like you say, like yourself, that's actually caring and kind and giving, a lot of times these ain't shit people end up making you hard because you get tired of being hurt by these Wait, people. making you hard. Yeah, ma- make, making you hard, like Chris say, <laughs> making you not want to ask for a date, making uh, you not want to, you know. Oh, you mean emotional. Yeah, make it, it'll make you separate yourself <laughs> out of the situation because you're like, I don't want to yeah. go through that no more. I sent him a titty pic, and this thing, I know everybody joking at my titties. I don't got time for that. Yeah, that is the worst of dudes that expose news and shit. Yeah, and, because you make nobody yeah, want to send <clears throat> The world is full of shit. Um, like, also, like, if, because, uh, you know, I feel like this is also what Chris is saying, um, because he was like, you know, you end up exposed. Like, you can't even be racist around your mistress anymore. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. you can't. What the fuck kind of world is it where I can, you can play me to the tune of $1.8 million more than you'll ever see from anybody on this planet, but I still got to wake up. And see on TMZ, they got they're playing our phone, our our our, our in person conversations, where I trusted you enough to talk about these niggers, and here you go yeah. being like, oh, let me just violate your trust. Like, what kind of world is this, Chris? It's just it's a it's a cold, treacherous world. I mean, you can't. It's it's crazy. Like, and you could she set them up so lovely. Like, mm-hmm. like Mel Gibson's wife. She just mm-hmm. she probably listened to that tape and. You know, he, he was like, all right, maybe we shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> but why do you hate the minorities? Why do you hate them? What happened? Yeah, we, I don't know. We, because they're, they stink. We, right. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that big nigger lips. I mean, damn. It's like the end of every bad movie where they the people yeah. that wrote the movie couldn't figure out a plot point that would expose the bad guy. So instead, they just right. have the good guy play like a 
play over a loudspeaker without the good without the bad guy knowing the the bad guy's big winning speech you know and it's always like i played all of the citizens of gotham's the plebeians the idiots the fools the sycophants no one knows that it was me behind everything batman and then they walk outside and it's like we all know now booze like no you got me (laughs) like that's how that feels this donald sterling shit feels like that and not that when it first came out not that many people said anything and i was just like damn this treacherous everybody's like this is appalling because i remember hearing about that like i know uh bomani jones tweeted his 2006 uh Mm -hmm. piece that he did on him and then uh i remember hearing it just listening to the month um the morning jones Mm -hmm. uh maybe like three or four years ago i was like oh man like the black history month thing in march and i was just like oh damn this guy is crazy and then the clipper daryl thing and and I was like, man, he ain't no good. And then, the, you know, the NBA, they kept, they placated them. I mean, they kept, you know, yeah. uh, what do you say? Uh, is it placate or is let's it just say, uh, like, let's say enable. They were enablers. They've been enablers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it, it, they gave them, they gave him Chris Paul. Yep. They and, gave him. Wrapped, hand wrapped. Yeah. Cause he wasn't coming now. Yeah. He was going to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. They said, nope, Chris Paul, you go to, uh, Master Sterling's plantation. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. So it's that, that was one of the reasons why, like I said, the things that I said on Twitter, I mean, it's, it's a horrible, it's a shitty thing that he said, but yeah. you know, it just goes back to, uh, Paul Mooney said, uh, a long time ago, you know, people say, Oh, you know, white men can't jump. And he said, well, they don't have to cause they own the team. Right. And, that's true. And, the, and it's like, it, I mean, that, that's what it comes down to. And, and it's 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 a lot it's a Pandora's box mm-hmm. uh when you try to unpack a lot of it, but I really I really rest on a lot of the stuff uh Bomani Jones has been tweeting on Twitter, the interviews that at least the one that I saw him on uh Dan Patrick, mm-hmm. you know, it it's 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 a lot of this this has been going on for years. It's funny and, it's funny too because to me, uh, like, what do you think the best solution for this would be, Chris? I think they need to, uh, they should probably suspend him, but it's just, it's almost like, what can they really, what can you do to an 81 year old white man? It's like, it's almost like, ah, it's not, it's not Joe Paterno, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like it's, it's very uh, synonymous with the with the baseball, like the baseball and MLB and steroids. Mm-hmm. How they just let all this happen? I say they suspend them, and maybe they maybe they uh, try to buy them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was that was thrown around a lot on ESPN today. Maybe they should try to buy them out. There was a rumor that Magic Johnson wanted to uh, uh, buy the team, but he tweeted maybe an hour ago that that wasn't true, but. I think they should think about, uh, you know, buying this guy out. And, you know, uh, the team, they're saying the team was like worth 15 million when he bought it. It's now worth over seven, yeah. $700 million now. That's what it's worth. Yeah. Um, but the mm. thing is the NBA, well, no one knows what's in the NBA owner's agreement specifically, but the word on the street is they don't have anything in there where they can take your team for basically being an embarrassment to the league. Mm-hmm. 
um they can't make you sell or anything the only way that can happen is if you don't pay your bills which he's been he's been Uh paying his bills so like they don't have any instrument to discipline him outside of maybe suspension from the team or um you know uh fines or something so i think people are getting really into these um you know getting really into these ideas and the thing is if I was an owner, I don't think I would want that language in the agreement either. I don't know, and they don't, and it never you know, will be added. Because everybody's forgetting that this is like firing one of your co-workers or co-owners, or mm-hmm. and you're looking at, is this a tool that can be used against me. me? Like, say I'm Mark Cuban. Right. Like, say yeah. I'm Mark Cuban, and Mark Cuban's only problem was he thought the officiating in the NBA was unfair. He was fined, uh, like, up, I think up to a million dollars at one point he was fined. Um, and yeah. he was making a stink of it. Imagine if the owners could have got together and said, let's vote Mark Cuban out of the league. He's mm-hmm. embarrassing the league. He's questioning our credibility because he's bringing up officiating and all this other shit. Now it's funny. Fast forward 10 years, the league totally revamped its officiating policies. Um, and in great part because of the fact that Mark Cuban raised a stink. Um, I mean, to this day, they still ask this guy, what do you think about the officiating in the NBA? And he's the one, hey, this it's getting better, and this is where it, they improved, and this is what I like about it. So it's kind of funny to see um people think that these owners are just going to, like, kick this dude out because I don't think that's even a possibility, and I don't think they would want to if they could. No. Dude, did anything else come up with Jim Irsay, what they're going to do? Have they ruled against him yet? Not yet. They not made yet. a decision on him? Yeah. Not yet, but the commissioner already came out and uh, supported him as far as, like, he needs to get treatment and this kind of shit, man. It, like, totally, it's totally different rules for the owners than the players, right? I mean, yes. just yeah. the fact that uh, Com- Commissioner Goodell, who's considered the iron fist of the law, who lay- lays down, you know, the rules on all the players and, he like he's the principal of the NFL. He full wholeheartedly supports the fact that the Washington Redskins are named the Redskins. Yes, he does. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that's the kind of shit that this is the kind of person that is supposed to be over legislating right and wrong amongst the owners. Like it's just not gonna happen. I think Adam Silver in the NBA will come down harder on Sterling than uh will than we'll probably see him for any other league, but at the end of the day, it's, I think people need to prepare themselves. It's not going to be anything major. Like, it's just going to be something like, don't be around the team for a year, maybe. Something like that. Yeah. You know. And he's not that as visual, uh, an owner as Cuban. Really, when I think of NBA owners, I think of, that's the first guy I think of is Mark Cuban. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because honestly. And, the, uh, I think Michael Jordan. True. Because he's the number one. But, I mean, I don't think that that's much better for the rep of the NBA. No, I, and I think for, for most <laughs> yeah. people, those are the only two. Honestly, the rest yeah. of the motherfuckers, I wouldn't know what they look like if they sat down. I was like, oh, y'all got money. Y'all sitting courtside. I wouldn't know mm-hmm. you were the owner of the team. Right. So, um, yeah. you know, but um, and we we will talk about it because, you know, more fallout is coming from the Donald Sterling thing. So uh, let me just say our sponsor is Tweaked Audio. Go to tweakedaudio.com. Uh, get yourself some fine earbuds. Uh, they go from like $15 all the way up to like 40 Some have microphones, uh, different styles. Um, and they all are very good quality. They come yes, with they a are. lifetime guarantee, free shipping, and 33% off as long as you use the code TBGWT when you go check out. 
I use them all the time when I go work out. Um, I use them when I shoot around, play basketball. They don't fall out my ears, even though they're the inner ear kind. And I think uh, you guys will like them. Uh, if you listen to a lot of podcasts, you work out, uh, treat mm-hmm. yourself to some nice earphones. And also, you get the lifetime guarantee. So if your shit breaks, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Just send them in and get some new ones, you know? Um, all right, let's talk about this Donald Sterling shit. First of all, I forgot we never played the audio on the show, Karen. New shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we kind of uh owe it to the audience uh to at least uh play play some uh play play the play the the new mailback music uh you know, the Donald Sterling mixtapes. Um, you know, get this uh <laughs> get get, get, get our sound effect. <laughs> new shit. Let's go. Um Donald Sterling, his own words. Um, apparently, he uh, got recorded by his mis- mistress, uh, V. Stiviana, which is funny because I don't think people understand. This isn't his wife. Mm-mm. You no. know? And this also isn't some, like, innocent young girl who got who thought she was in love with an 81-year-old man. Is there anything that I can do to make you feel better? No, you can never make me feel better. Why won't the shit pause? Stop. Stop, please. Thank you. Um, but yeah, she she's not. Um, oh, wait, I, I just muted everything. Uh, for some reason, shit won't pause. Let's see if it's working now. I think that fixed it. All right. Yeah, cool. All right. But yeah, she's not like some innocent uh, chick who just got like caught up by an old man no, who just, no. play, you yeah. know, played her because people keep running with that. Because they, they, and this, and to me, they're promoting as much, um, like, I think they're promoting as much misogyny as the people that are like, just untrustworthy, cunt, she needs to die. Like, to me, it's just as misogynist to be like, well, she's an innocent victim in this. She's a willing participant. This shit is like, uh, something of a madman or, you know, like this, it's a scandal, but it's a bunch of people are complicit in it. Him being the most vile, repugnant, and evil, but at the same time, she ain't exactly just fall off the truck, you know, get picked up at a bus stop in Hollywood. She was recording this shit because she knew, you know, when her gravy train ran out, she was going to have to have some evidence or something to to embarrass this man to get that lawsuit up off of her. Yes, that, and the fact that what a lot of people don't, at the end of the day, he thought he was literally having a private conversation with her. And I think even though it is fucked up what he said and it's out, but he literally thought he was having a private conversation with her that she was recording. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things where it starts there. It's like, I'm having a private conversation with you and you're recording it and you release it to the public. And it's just one of those things where I think once his wife was like, uh, bitch, yeah, 1.8 million. Yeah. You giving all that shit back. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like, I need to do something. And it's just one of those things where she is implicit in what's happening here too. She's not Com- innocent. Yeah. Com- complicit, complicit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And what happened in here too. Right. She's not innocent. She's not naive. I don't even think nobody knows how, how goddamn old this woman is. She's 21. She's 45. She's 63. Don't nobody know how old this woman is. Yeah. So it's just one, of, it's one of the things where, um, nobody's innocent in the situation. He's wrong and she dirty too. Yeah. And for, for people to need her to be innocent, it to, in order to like justify what's going on, 
you're just as much the fucking problem. Yes, you are. Like, I don't need her to be innocent to go, this dude's a racist and a problem. That's right. Like, she doesn't have to be, uh, Mary, you know, like, she doesn't have to be the virgin, holy Mary to, to, for me to go, yeah, yeah, that dude's still an asshole. So. Yeah, and he's done other right. shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't like. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, he's done other shit and we're gonna get to it. But I, I, I do wanna play this audio. Um, so, let me see if I got it working now. I'm sorry. Is there anything that I can do to make you feel better? Chris, can you hear this, by the way? Yeah, yeah, I can hear it. Okay. Okay. So she said, I'm sorry, because there anything I can do to make you feel better. You can never make me feel better. You're just a fighter, and you want to fight. And and I'm not the man who wants to fight. I'm sorry, sweetie. Everything was okay and perfect. I'm just telling you, you told me you were going to remove it. So Dennis, the, the second Dennis who looked at me, made that comment. Now, this is how you know uh, she ain't really uh, respectful because she just starts doing some other shit in the background for a while mm-hmm. of the statement. Which They've had many conversations <laughs> like this. Yeah, like, she's just like all right uh i know i'm recording this important shit that i'm gonna sell to deadspin but i really do need to talk to the pool boy for a second so Just turn it on for me, Lucy. Turn it off. Yes. I'm sorry, honey. Can I get you a little bit more juice? I don't. So she, she, and this is how you know that this is like a weird, like predatory almost relationship on both of their parts. Mm-hmm. There's no relationship I've been in where I, like, how can I respect someone I have to get a little more juice? as a relationship you know what i mean like that's what you say to a kid or like a grandparent like there's no in between on that like two people that are five years apart in relationship have never had a discussion where it's like listen you need to stop being so racist uh you want me to get you some more juice (laughs) obviously yeah let's just say little kids quit bouncing off the wall you want some more juice obviously you can't get it yourself yeah yeah, fucking invalid almost. Yeah, and it's, and it's just one of those <laughs> things where she was like, uh, shuffling in the background. Yeah, this money you gave me, I like these walls painted blue. Um, uh, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, move, that, move that furniture right there. I think it was just a mutual agreement that they had. <laughs> On juice? <laughs> it probably was apple. No, I think it was a mutual understanding that they had just the fact that, look, I know you're old. Uh, you got money and I want some of it. And he's like, I want to fuck you because you're young and you're a dirty little like Mexican and black girl. And mm-hmm. I want to have sex with you. So they had that agreement and they did what they did. And like you said, when the gravy chain, gravy train ran out, then she had to take figure. She was going to have to take care of herself. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that's, I think that's, that's pretty much what it is. And it doesn't, no, nope, they're both wrong because if she really felt this way about him hating minorities, why would she be with him? 
And then why would she continue to, yeah, why would she just continue to hang out with him? It's not like it was a secret. And as, and as a, I'll play more of this, but as the conversation goes on, you realize this ain't the first time they had this conversation. Yeah. Two, he has a long public track record of racism. Um, but also another thing about it that's kind of funny is, um, (laughs) is I don't think there's really anything wrong with her quote unquote being a gold digger. Cause I don't really attribute much value one way or other to that. You know what I mean? Like if you want to go fuck that old man for some money, better you than me. You know what I mean? Like yep. get, get your mm-hmm. money. But it's funny that people don't want to have that said about her. Like whenever I brought it up, uh, someone was like, well, we can't really, the real focus here needs to be his racism. And I was like, um, no, I can talk about two things at the same time. Yes, you can. I know how to talk about this dude's a racist asshole and she's, uh, a person that preys on these, these old ass motherfuckers about to die ready to spend that money. Like, I don't, of like, it, it doesn't make either one of it, them heroes or whatever. You know, she's not Rosa Parks. She's a gold digger with a heart of platinum. Yeah. You think, how do you think TMZ got the video? You think they found it, guys? You think, think, they, yeah. think they just having to, she just having to leave her tape recorder out one day? She fucking sold the video yes, to TMZ, man. Like it's like, don't be a sucker just so you can like, uh, have a point here and make yourself feel better. It's Cause there's gotta be a villain in it and there's gotta be a villain and a hero in the narrative. So they're trying to create the narrative that she's this ingenue princess and mm. he's the, the big bad monster. Right, yeah. When when he's not a monster, she did this to him. Right. She's ruined. She she ruined the first round of the playoffs. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people mad about that. She did ruin the first round of the playoffs. Guys can't show what team team they play for. They've been busting their ass all their life, and they can't say that they play with the Clippers now. Mm -hmm. And they gotta gotta worry about this bullshit. You saw they all yesterday after the show. uh, They. As a show of solidarity, the Clippers all like took their warm up jackets off and threw them down the middle of the court. And then, uh, also as a further show of solidarity, they went out and got their ass whooped. Yes, uh, they did. I think. <laughs> by light skinned dudes. <laughs> yeah, by a bunch of light skinned dudes. I think Donald Sterling, uh, made yep. Chris Paul beat Blake Griffin at halftime. Um, <laughs> it's pretty sad. Cause he was looking really sad. Yeah, and they didn't, they didn't cut away from the steel shot of the close up of his face either. They just made him beat him for no reason um uh let me play some more of this audio of course you do you love to fight i don't fight that's all you do you fight with everybody i'm sorry to feel that way honey how can you listen to her voice and not your screen skin doesn't crawl it's an obvious setup and she's talking all sexy i'm sorry it's not even sexy it's just so it's such a setup of I need to say something to get you to continue to say racist shit. So, like, how do I frame it to get you to say it? So, I'm sorry you feel that way, honey. She's not listening to him. It's not a real conversation. No. And how do I get you to say you hate these niggers? Um, I, I, you know what else? I was shopping today, and I realized that black people are equal. What do you think about that? Yeah, and also it's... (laughs) And also it's one of those things, too, where... Uh, if they've been intimate 
uh, obviously you didn't mind spending his racist one point eight million dollars. Yeah, pegging his racist cock. Yeah, ain't that the truth? You ain't fucking just found this out. You been courting this nigga for months. People act like she went deep cover and shit to find out <laughs> for, the, F- for the revolutionary <laughs> for the revolutionary cause and shit. Um, listen to this shit. Listen to the rest of the sentence she says. I don't know how this conversation even came about. You were telling me how people called you and how they mentioned certain things to you and how it bothers you. Can't you say the few Instagrams I won't? I'll just... Here you go, honey. A little bit of juice, baby. A little bit of juice for you, honey. Thank you, honey. Like, why would she need to say that if she wasn't recording him? Here's your sippy cup, baby. Yeah. You want a straw, honey? <laughs> Here's a little bit of juice. A little bit of juice for you. This doesn't sound like a real relationship. It's not like what you give a, a baby she's when they're about to watch Rugrats. And, and like, you could hear the way she's... We were having a conversation the other day. Remember that? Did you want to talk about that some more, the conversation? And um best part of this thing is, well, one of my favorite parts is 81-year-old man talking about Instagram. Somebody told him. He she was like, "What the fuck is that?" Now, like, ain't nobody told yeah. him. He been like he seen the pictures. I mean, somebody had to introduce Instagram to him. Oh yeah, take yeah, him to yeah, the computer. True. Was like, she on Instagram. She on what? Right. Um, come, come on over here, he sir. Has, he has a dude on the payroll that checks her Instagram for niggas. That's of amazing. Of course. Yep. Probably. And he came and reported. He probably yeah. don't know what the fuck Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, none of that shit is. Right. But all got, he know is her ass was on it. Mister Sterling, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news but uh she didn't delete all the niggers off her instagram some there were still some on there there was a half nigger michael jordan uh magic johnson was on there um i'm sorry uh you're gonna need to talk to her honey if it makes you happy i will remove all of the black people from my instagram <laughs> I will remove all the black people. She is so wacky. She is reading from a script, ain't she? It's so obvious. Oh. It's, it's so obvious she's faking this to get the right response. Of she wanted, and by the way, she wanted him to bring it up on his own. But he, but he didn't say it. So then she had to be like, "All right, what can I say that's not nigger, but close enough to get on the start saying racist shit." Um, if you want me to, I will remove all of the black people from my Instagram. You said that before. You said, I understand. I did remove the people that were independently on my Instagram that are black. Then why did you start saying that you didn't? You just said you didn't remove them. You didn't remove them. I didn't remove Matt Kemp and Magic Johnson. Why? But I thought Matt Kemp is mixed. And he was okay, just like me. He talked. It sounds like a deposition, young. Like, yeah. It's like that's how she. Oh man, she's like. You, 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 you think she took that recorder? It was like speak directly to the recorder, baby. <laughs> right. She, well, it's funny too because, um, it's funny because she goes, "He's mixed, just like me," and he's like, "That ain't why. Why'd you think that was okay?" Yeah. He's well, like, I don't care nothing about that. He's like, that, he's like, uh, mixed is still bad. I'm fucking you, not married to you. What, are you crazy? Ah, yeah. I got, I already got a wife. Don't need to. <laughs> he's lighter and whiter than me. <laughs> oh, she's talking about Matt Kemp, Kemp's mom. She met his mom, and she's lighter and whiter than me. Uh, by the What's way, he doing hanging out with Matt Kemp anyway. Yeah. Fucking, uh, you know, Matt Kemp don't man. Listen, you know what she's doing hanging out with Matt Kemp? 
but guess what she's doing with hanging out with Matt Come on, let's be honest. Come on. Come on, Chris. Okay. I meant his doing with Say that again, Chris. Well, I know what she's doing with him, oh, okay. but I mean, you know. Matt Kemp don't know she get racist dick on the side. He just, it's just a chick she, he fucked and took a picture with on Instagram. I guarantee of it. Of course. He's as surprised as you today. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, really? She fucking Donald Sterling? Damn. I need to Nobody step my game me. up. Didn't know I was, I was, I didn't know I was, uh, I didn't know I was trolling that night, you know? Thought I was getting a big time. <laughs> Removed. I didn't move Matt Kemp and Magic Johnson, what? but I thought Matt Kemp is mixed, and he was okay, just like me. He's lighter and whiter <laughs> than me. Okay. Just, just like, like me. me. I thought, I thought he was approved. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was white oh. enough. I thought he was a robot, just like me. <laughs> he passed the paper His <laughs> <laughs> mother. Uh, uh. You, you think I'm a racist? And I don't think you're a racist. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I think you you evil heart. I don't think so. I think you have an amazing heart, honey. I think the people around you have poisoned mind and have a way of thinking. It's the world. You go to Israel. The blacks are just treated like dogs. So do you have the, to treat them like that too? The white Jews. There's white Jews and black Jews. Do you understand? She does not understand. I, I of course she that. doesn't. Mm-mm. Y'all um, speak two different languages. She's like, uh, I understand you are saying racist shit and it's going to help me get paid. Um, but yeah, it's funny too. Cause she's, she's, so you think I'm racist. Why does everybody that is racist hate being called racist? <laughs> so yeah. just because I hate the right. niggers, Hispanics and chinks, you're going to call me a racist? Really? Wow. Because he's been called that. Playing the race card, huh? Wow. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yes, honey. Sex must have been so terrible. You know, it was horrible. And my thing is this. He's 81 years old. Can he even fucking get it up? Yeah, they got Viagra and all this shit. But I'm just saying, like, her fake sex must have been just as bad as his old man sex. Oh, that shit was terrible. Because he's like double her age. You want me to take your old cock? Suck your old balls, honey. Is that how you want it, honey? Uh, his sperm was probably dust. <laughs> right. <laughs> she's what she's definitely one of those people that when you fuck, she goes ah 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 ah. Like, the <laughs> Ooh, ro- yeah, right there. The, the mm-hmm. robot sex. Not even in yet. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> Do you want me to like leave, <laughs> or you got this? I don't know. And are the black Jews less than the white Jews? 100%, 50, 100%. And is that right? It is a question. Also, you know she's recording this. This is why I know people are suckers. Because people are using this to be like, see, she knows it's wrong. And she understands. That's why she put this man on blast. She, if you're recording something like this, then you're kind of like, um, Brad Pitt in 12 Years a Slave. I'm producing it. Ah! Give me the role of the yeah. not racist person. So today, I'm gonna be out of character and I'm gonna be the one like, is this right, Donald? You think racism is okay? Really? Working for that Oscar. Wow. 
I am shocked and appalled at the thousands of conversations we've had before when I was thousands. sucking your dick Come that on. I was okay with this. And you can tell that he's taken aback because he's like, why the fuck are you acting like today is different than any other day? Yeah. When I do racist shit, normally you just suck my balls, give me juice and go home. I don't see why today is so fucking particular that you need to like get so uptight about it. We don't evaluate what's right and wrong. We live in a society. We live in a culture. We have to live within that culture. But shouldn't we take a stand for what's wrong and be the change and the difference? I I don't want to change the culture because I can't. It's too big. But you can change yourself. I don't want to change it. My girl can't do what I want. I don't want the girl. I'll find a girl that will do what I want. Believe me. I thought you were that girl. Because I try to do what you want. But you're not that girl. By the way, that is the most pimp shit I've ever heard an 81-year-old man say in my goddamn life. Yep. And you know what? And that's why she recorded it because I think that she was like, something's happening. I don't know what's going on. His wife done smacked me with a lawsuit. I don't think he wants me no more because he's basically was like, uh, bitch, you ain't got to be here. I really don't need you. Uh, you pre- and she probably she knows the writings on the wall. Like she, yes. he's rich enough, you know, that he can trick on her to the point to the $1.8 million but his wife still is his wife and can take half of the two billion so he when it comes time to who gotta go she gotta go there's been another her before there's not been another mrs sterling but i guarantee there's been a ton of uh v stuff people don't even know her real name Mm -hmm. there's been a ton of her before oh yeah she ain't the first yeah chris what were you gonna say no i was just gonna say like if you can get a new model yeah it's nothing to him anytime yeah, that and like to me that that was some pimp shit for him to say, and I like I couldn't imagine like my grandfather talking to any woman, especially some woman like forty years younger than him talking about some. Listen, baby, I get a new bitch in in a second. It's nothing. They come ah. like the train or the bus. There'll be another one in fifteen minutes. All you gotta do is stand around and wait. Like he made it sound like yes. like he didn't have eighty one year old balls. Man, he said that shit like he was in a prime in his life. Like, what's wrong with balls, you, fool? He's concerned. He is. When you get all these opinions, I don't pay you to have opinions. <laughs> no, I pay you to suck my balls and bring me juice. That's it. And you can tell it worked. She got quiet. She didn't even know what to say to that shit. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's like, who do you who do you think you are, Susan B. Anthony? <laughs> There's no need to get upset. No need to get. I just see what, what I'm living with, what I'm doing, dealing with. I'm sorry, I didn't do anything. You know, you never do anything, and never anything wrong. But I didn't do you anything. Upset me. You I upset me. You made yourself upset. No, that's not true. You you didn't start off by saying, "Honey, I understand. We're living in a culture. We can't." Because I don't understand. I don't see your views. I I wasn't raised the way you were raised. Well, then if if you don't feel, don't come to my games. Don't bring black people and don't come. You know, right there. In her mind, she did the Tiger Woods fist pump. Oh, she was like, I got him. Yes! Got him. Nailed it. Or, or, you know what it is? It's like, part of me feels kind of sad for him and Clive, Bart Clive and what's the Bundy? Because it's like, that's all that they know. 
Mm-hmm. Like the, that's they old. They old as shit. Yeah, I and, mean, I'm, and they not mm-hmm. going. Go ahead. I was gonna say I have no sympathy for ignorance, um, but mostly because I've met too many old people that were that had developed. Like I think old people get way too much sympathy when they shouldn't. Ain't that the truth? Because you know what happens when you're old. Yeah, you, the reason that you get old and you don't die is because you're capable of adjusting to change. Mm-hmm. And so old people are crafty as fuck. Like old people have all the knowledge, right? I wish I knew at 21 what I know now. You know what I mean? So like to me, I I don't excuse them being old because it's like, motherfucker, you lived through the civil rights movement. I just read about it and I know better than this. Like you actually saw the shit and was like, oh, racism is wrong. Whoops. Um, but, but this, <laughs> but this motherfucker is really going to plead. He's a savvy businessman who fucks 38. Oh, yeah, you know, he fucks 21 to 38 year old black and uh, Hispanic model chicks and, 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 and gets juice from them and then attends games where he has put together a team that is contending for an NBA championship. This nigga ain't no fucking victim. He just mm-hmm. as savvy. Like that's that's a, it shades of evil to this. Yes, it is. She ain't good. You know what I'm saying? And to trust me, she ain't good. But this dude is. There's no excuse for him to have to be this stupid you know, and this racist. I still feel bad for him. I hear you, man. Well, pussy is she, she, d- she, your she. dick is not your friend. I, on one yeah. level, I know what you mean because like this is his dick getting him in trouble. <laughs> Ah, I mean, I, you know, like, because yeah. that can happen to anybody. Yeah. But it's just, it, it's man, it's like, it goes back to what I, what I was like talking about on Twitter. It's like the the shock and awe that we have that not that most people seem to have mm-hmm. over over this racism, over the way that these old people feel, mm. and it's like they're just like, oh, I can't, can you believe? It's like Patrice O'Neill said, like, if you're going to get, and Bomani Jones actually said the shit today, mm-hmm. how do you, you, it's hard to become super rich by being a nice person. Mm-hmm. If you, like, drive, like driving around in, in North Jersey, there's, there's neighborhoods like this every, every, in every, every town, every state. You see these massive houses and for no, for somebody to not be an entertainer, not to be an athlete, it's almost like, how the fuck did you get, how many people died so you could have like granite countertops? Mm-hmm. Like, like how many people, how many, you have to let, like Patrice O'Neill said, you have to let, part of you has to die to just, to just not give a shit about people for you to just rise to that level. And and you see the the writings on the wall, like you said, with with how that relationship is going to go. But with Donald Sterling, like we have at least thirty years of of evidence from this guy, so it's not a shock for him to say, "Don't bring black people to the game," and 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 it's not a shock for this some old white man in the country in the desert of Nevada. To have to feel the way that he feels when he sees black people in a house getting government resources, and he's probably going to feel that way. What he should have said is when when people lack a work ethic, not to say well, not to just jump to picking cotton. That's all that he knew. <laughs> it's like damn, they should be picking cotton. 
<laughs> no, they oh. probably should have a work. They should probably have a work work ethic and go work at the the grocery store. But I I get where he's coming from. Is he an <laughs> asshole? Yes, he's an asshole. That's inherent. But Chris, but I think you know, this is how society changes, though. Like you mock the uh, you mock this. Like you you come down on this, and this is what change looks like. It's not the you know like. I think if you're accepting of it, then that's why shit doesn't change. If you just go, well, you got to understand, man. Like, yeah. you know, I feel like that's the reason that we have so many issues right now when it comes to like, I agree. gay marriage and shit. Like the reason gay marriage isn't changing, it's not because um, it's not because people genuinely disagree with it. It's because enough people that do agree that people should be able to get married regardless of their uh, uh, sexual orientation. Um, enough of those people are quiet and accepting and they're just like, well, you know, grandma's going to die one day anyway, so it'll be fine. Racism is just something we've already kind of jumped, uh, ahead on, on certain, on certain levels of racism. And he's just happened to hit that level where it's like, oh no, 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 no. That's just racist. And you got to that, like, no, we can't support you. Well, that, that's a valid point. I, I feel like, uh, I don't I want to say it. I feel like, like a lot of times we, we look at somebody like Donald Sterling and say, this is the bad guy and he's the bad guy. And because of this, this blatant racism, I can feel better about myself. Mm. And then the thoughts that I have and I still bottle up and I feel the same way when I see two people, two men kissing, but I can, I can still say this is a bad guy, even though I hold these thoughts inside of me and you don't know how many other uh owners feel that way uh i'll say i'll say this where else do i want to go with that well, I, I mean but I none of the other the none, live life. none of the other owners I've, got I've caught then they didn't get caught yeah i would say like people will tell people will tell me like in my stand-up oh you shouldn't talk about these things or they, the industry's looking at this. They want this and they want that. And I'm like, I'm all in my head. I'm like, well, damn, I got this far and I work with these and these sort, such and such. And I get, it took me this far. Why am I going to change up now? Mm. Like, oh, they don't like, they don't like it when, if you say something about slavery or they don't like, I mean, you've seen my act. I'm not yeah. like a black panther and shit, but like, <laughs> I say, I say what I, what I feel, I'm not going to talk about it if it's not interesting to me, mm-hmm. and if I can't make it funny. But it's just, I, you know, people got to. We still got to look at ourselves and how we live our life and how we try to make the world better. Yeah, this guy's an asshole, but at the same time, and he's racist, both of them. But, but I mean, it, I can't. The world can't stop. They're like they act like somebody died, and now. Now these these cats can't play can't play. They say they can't. They should boycott. They should boycott yeah. and they shouldn't play. Well, I feel I, I feel like it. I feel like there's a balance though, right? Because even you would at least talk about it, right? I mean, like you wouldn't avoid like. Well, I'm not even gonna talk about Donald Sterling shit. It don't matter. It's not even a big deal. He's old. Yeah. Who cares, right? He is. He's all. It's the same. It's the same thing with Paula Dean. It's like man, like. That's that's fucked up. Uh, I guess the good thing about it is is that there's a dialogue that there's never been, so that's a good thing. But this this uh, this uh, 
outrage, this the the shock. Like to me, sometimes that's a little more that's a little more problematic than than the actual racism is, itself. Really, we talk about wow. like, sometimes it is sometimes uh, because well, I, you know what? Well, I I was going to disagree with you, but I here's the thing: it's like because I want to present a nuanced under opinion, right? Because I, I like. Um, I feel like you might be coming off sound like you're defending him almost to a point of like, well, what's the big deal? Why, why are y'all even care? Like, I do think well, it's newsworthy it's and I do think people care and I do think people are valid for caring. And I think um, it's, you know, it's it's very newsworthy in a league that's majority black. Um, I mean, hell, we, me and you talked about black quarterbacks ad nauseum throughout our friendship. It Race matters. And the idea of a person that, you know, has a contract for these people and manages a team and is, you know, one thirtieth of the ownership of the league having these opinions and this, this racial track record, I think it is newsworthy and it's worth talking about. Um, now that being said, I, I do understand to an extent what you're talking about because, uh, and we're, we're actually going to get into it right after this, which is very funny. Um, there are some people that do take it too far. That nah, where it's like I'm, I'm mad, and now Chris Paul is a sellout because he went to work today, and you're like, well, no, I don't agree with that either. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't agree with anybody saying Donald. There's nothing wrong with Donald Sterling, and everything he said was fine, and it's not. Why is it a big deal? I wouldn't agree with that, but I wouldn't agree with the. uh We need to go down there and burn down the stadium, people, either. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm not saying it's not newsworthy. What I'm saying is, uh, we've, we've, we've been talked about, like, you know, we've gotta, we gotta arm ourselves, like we, like, as, not like with weapons, but with, with, I guess with the knowledge that this is, this is the world that we're, we're in. Mm -hmm. And if we talk about being a black community, if we talk about togetherness and we talk about all this other stuff, then we have to educate ourselves, not just like with, we have to educate ourselves with how society is and then to learn how to operate within that. And we can't just fall apart and say, oh, you said these things and these guys aren't supposed to go to work. Now you're going to make, you're going to make these guys that now you, they, people brought it up today, like what they got to feed their families. They got to play. They got to live their dreams. They're doing, they're doing this and they're doing that. But you, you got to, Ah oh, man, how do where am where am I going with this? You have to um, you have to ask yourself: Would you do that if mm. you were Chris Paul, right? Or 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 somebody told you if you were Chris Paul, would you go to work or your job that you have now? You might be living check to check. If something like that something like that happened on your level, would you would you have the balls to not show up? I agree. You know, I heard Chauncey Billups say today, oh, I wouldn't play for him. I, I know people would be mad. But you're retired. Is Chauncey Billups still playing? Yeah, I don't know. I think he's retired. He's retired. Like, it's easy for him to say that. Yeah. I don't, I don't I mean, know. Plus he, he I don't played, know Chauncey, how many people would. Go ahead. Chauncey Billups did play for the Clippers, too, by the way. And there's, I know. I know there, no, no, I'm saying for the audience, not not you. There has never been a secret that Donald Sterling has been racist. So it's not even like, so him saying that makes him one of the biggest hypocrites of all. Cause he had the opportunity to say, I will not take this contract. I will not take the court. He had the opportunities, but unless he was waiting for this, which is on the scale of Don, uh, Don Sterling, Don, Donald Sterling racism, this is probably his lowest, um, thing, by the way. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the housing, is, the housing and all that. Yeah. 
Come on, man. Like it, it's just it, it it it's frustrating to where people take it to this hyperbole. Now we're now we're gonna say you know these the clip the guys on the team or are cowards, and then you know we get the homeboy Sandman article that black people mm-hmm. are cowards, and and we take we take things just to get clicks and stuff. I would rather just if if with something like this happening, it should be a it should be a teachable moment. Just like just like it's not the same thing, but it's it's a little bit it's a little parallel when it's it's parallel to this uh situation with the with with baseball and steroids. It's a time now where parents can teach well what about the kids? What about well you teach your kid, you sit down in front of you, you take the iPad away from the kid and you say this right here, you know, you you teach him about about racism and stuff man, like get, that. You, you use kinda, it. You getting kind of old, man. Oh, what? That was the oldest thing I've ever heard you say. Uh, well, I got older parents. I'm an old soul. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's good that you have, that people have, like, dialogue. It's good that people are talking about it. But when you take things, like, as we tend to do on the internet, we take things to an extreme. And it's like, and, and it's like, you're, you're ruining, you're ruining, you're trying to, you're trying to meddle in the lives of people that you have no control over. And trying to dictate to them to do things that you wouldn't even have the ball well, to do yourself. Well, let me, let me just say, we all agree there. Yes, we do. But I, I think where we might disagree a bit is I do think this is completely worth talking about. Mm-hmm. I think right now we're kind of in the midst of the tornado, but this shit won't but matter. I, this I, shit won't. I say we talk about it though. I don't think I said we shouldn't talk about nah, it. Nah, you you kind of had this um thing at the beginning where you were like he's old, he's racist, why is everybody so shocked? Um no, nah, cuz we got it. it on, yeah, but we got it on tape and we're going to talk about you heard, it. You know what I mean? But when you heard when you heard it, did you say, "Oh, oh my god." Well, were you, first were of you, all, I'm not a good barometer cuz when I heard it I laughed cuz you already know that's what I'm going to do. Um, so I don't think I count for most of the world. Um, but I laughed because I was like, this motherfucker, they got him. She got him. And I just started laughing. <laughs> cause, yeah. fuck, cause fuck him. I don't have this sympathy for the devil shit. Like you kind of like, I feel kind of bad for him. I don't feel bad for eat for uh, this motherfucker at all. Like he just, he's a bad person <laughs> that fucked up. It's funny because he fucked up. That's like this young chick that he was fucking. Uh, cause, you know, it's like, uh, porn searches in the South. I'm sure he goes straight to the ebony se- section, right? Um, this dude is, um, fucking this chick. She hemmed him up on some, on some blackmail shit. Um, and now it's out here for everyone to, to consume and I'm partying because it's so goddamn funny. But no, I feel no sympathy for this yeah. nigga. Fuck him. Why would no, I feel? I, I, I feel no sympathy yeah. for her either. I feel no sympathy. sympathy for nope. These are bad people. This is like when I watch girls and I go, yeah, fuck Hannah, fuck uh, Soshana, fuck all of them. Like they, like they all do different Have things you know that are fucked rock. up. Say that again. Chris. I just said, have you have you no heart? No, I don't watch independent white girl films. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I watch action movies and comedies. Karen, what were you gonna say? Oh, I, I I think my thing about what does that have to do with anything? But oh, what well, just because I no. All right. The only way to watch girls and have sympathy for those girls is if you watch indie movies or some shit. Because there's no way 
those are bad people disguised as women. Do you think I? So you think I weep for Hannah? <laughs> I don't know, Come you on, man. You had this I think moment. You know me better. You've known me going on four or five years. You know I'm not weeping. For, it's a it's entertainment. Right. I'm just checking because you said oh. I had you said I had no heart when I brought up girls and uh, you know I was I was I was joking. Oh, okay, all right. I had to check because those those women are evil as shit. Karen, what were we gonna say? <laughs> I guess what I said is this, when uh, Roger was talking about older people, the thing about getting old, old people have adjusted for years. Old people have seen shit change. They have seen times changed. And the thing about getting old, you should be more adjusted to change than any other group of people. Old people don't change because they don't want to change. And old people don't change because they don't have to change. Nobody forces or challenges them because they use their age as an excuse for their behavior. Bad behavior is bad behavior. I don't care. I give a damn how old you are or how young you are. And it's just one of those things when it comes to race and racism, people just go, oh, that's old pop pop. No, that motherfucker is racist, be it black, white, whatever they are. They're racist. And I think when you excuse the behavior and you act like, well, we're not going to talk about it. Uh, that's when you become implicit in their behavior. And <laughs> complicit. 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 I don't know why I keep saying <laughs> implicit. Complicit in their uh, behavior. And in um, my mind, everybody wants to make an excuse for their particular family member. Like, it's like people, like you said, people are outraged because he did it, but you got a great aunt, great uncle, a cousin, or somebody in your family that says some fucked up shit, too. It's just not being recorded and publicized, and it don't got billions of dollars. Well, you know what it is, too. It's like the touchdown dance. You know, like, black people doing the touchdown dance right now. And uh, white people distancing themselves from this dude. Same thing happened with that Bundy dude or whatever. Like, he went too far. You know, and I think... I, I don't know. I guess, like, in a way, I just don't understand what people want when they're like, why is everybody coming down on these people? Because, like, what do you want people to do? Because I feel like if it was the opposite and everybody went, eh, whatever, then you'd be going, why the fuck does nobody care about this shit? This person did something extremely racist, and everybody's acting like it's just Tuesday. No big deal. The president spoke about this. I feel like it's big enough for people to go on Facebook and be mad about. Now, I don't agree with the lengths they go to sometimes, but... I see why it's a thing, you know. Yeah, but I don't mean to piss. Well, I, I, I don't want to piss I'm Chris off. That, I'm glad that I'm, I'm glad that America finally woke up. Because mm-hmm. I'm glad that like like whenever I I turn on the TV and look at the NFL draft, I see what was that Teddy Bridgewater was mm-hmm. one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the in the draft, and his stock keeps going down. Right. So I'm glad that people say that Davian Clowney is lazy because they're trying to fuck up his money. Right. I'm glad people are finally waking up to this. So yeah. uh, the the fact that it's not a surprise to me, it's just not a surprise to me. Yeah. So maybe you know, I'm 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 happy that people are. I guess that people are are now taking note of this. To why people guys couldn't dress a certain way when they would come to the game mm-hmm. to uh, run up and down the court. Now they're in suits and now, you know, all of that, like that wasn't, that didn't have anything racial towards it. So, right. cause it's been in, in times where I've brought things up where I'd be like, Oh, Chris, you're always talking about race or Chris, this is, this is but the, what it is. And they, and so, so maybe, maybe I should fall back and say, yeah, let, let everybody talk about it until somebody's sex tape comes out you know what's funny so, because one we won't be talking about this in a month mm-hmm. number one so that that's that's a very important part that i think people are like we're in the midst of it right we're still finding out new shit mm-hmm. but um the thing is 
if we were in a world like we're never going to get to the world where you can say to just a random white dude i think teddy bridgewater's stock is dropping because he's a black quarterback and i feel like people are covering it with racial i I read something the other day that said he had skinny knees nigga what when has that ever been a thing that we have talked about before the draft no draft no draft has i in any sport have i heard the skinny knees argument for why someone it becomes less draftable but he is black and i have seen black dudes fall in the draft or have their character question every fucking year so we're never gonna get to the point where you can say that to a dude and he goes oh yeah i see what you're saying um unless we get to the point where you can say yeah the mentality of the owners that make some of these decisions um is fucked up and we know that for a fact with donald sterling you can't deny it for him we all can say here's a mind of a person that owns a team where we have decided that sports is a meritocracy and it and this shit doesn't matter you just go out there you play hard and you you kind of almost acquit yourself as a black person because hey i'm 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 breaking all the modes i'm playing hard i'm good at my sport i'm staying out of trouble and he goes yeah but you're still black so can you like take magic johnson off of your page and like not take him to my games the lovable magic johnson that was so lovable he beat hiv like this motherfucker is like <laughs> he can't come to the games and i like that this is out there and i like that people are kind of outraged about it to a certain extent i can't agree with all and- the conclusions but I like that it's, you know, people are like, wow, this is fucked up. Yeah, and I do agree with Chris when he was saying how people do take it to the extreme. I yeah. really do agree with that. But also, some for some people, in order for their behavior to change, especially at a person at his level, you have to be shamed. But he has so much goddamn money, shame don't matter. You know yeah. what has to affect your money? Fucking sponsors are pulling out. Money makes behavior change. Right. Someone told me today that sponsors pulling out is an empty gesture the fuck it's the only it's the only gesture you have as a sponsor give them money or don't give them money take my shit off of your shit and i don't want to be associated with you how is that empty they were like well some of the money would go to the players tough shit man i don't want to be associated with the owner i'm sorry but y'all got a racist ass owner you know and then uh, i you know bo brought up a point like what if they like who's going to be the one to pull all the way out of the nba because of it um which uh i would be surprised if anybody did because then you would definitely need to like make a statement as to why you could not just pull your i'm not we're no longer sponsoring the nba because of donald sterling what the fuck they got to do with the 29 other teams like somebody's gonna have to explain it but Mm -hmm. um not that there's not a good explanation because you could explain it but that's true it wouldn't need explaining you couldn't just pull out but um there's the other thing about it too though um like is like in addition to you know obviously people that are going uh we need to kill them and all the players need to you know attica attica and all this shit um i feel like most people are just mad and they just want something to happen mm-hmm. you know like they're just like you got to do something about this and i remember in the morning hours when we did our show saturday morning actually there were going to be playoff games all day four playoff games right 10 hours of mm-hmm. football basketball we were doing the show at 10 a.m. going, why the fuck isn't ESPN talking about this? They just did two hours of pregame mm-hmm. shit. They didn't say one word about this story. Mm-mm. It wasn't until TNT's halftime crew touched it that anyone talked about it on TV. And what was that, one or two in the afternoon? Right. So to me, I cannot feel, I'm not at this point where I feel like, 
oh everyone's so self-righteous coming down on the racist man because there was a point where everybody that had money involved wasn't going to talk about it at all if it wouldn't have been for the self-righteous pricks on the internet this shit would not have got covered because he's done more racial fucked up shit in the past and people haven't even talked about it donald like david stern's never gonna address the housing scandal like he's just like mm, i don't know what y'all talking about uh, next question like this is something where adam silver's sitting on a podium at 9 p.m at night like okay look one of our old owners died and this nigga's racist okay we're gonna talk about this dude we're working on it because he's i feel like to. i feel like that's progress maybe people are just impatient and they wanted to be over but we haven't passed this we have to do this step of progress which is people get mad people get called out now chris i'm sorry we made you mad man do you want some juice honey i'm not mad you want some juice I was just listening to y'all you want but some I, juice i think i've said this on my podcast i said that you know if he doesn't want black people at the game does that mean the people that's working there too that's working mm. concessions and the and the mexican people that's working too like i mean if you like it what with the danger in him saying that and i recognize Mm-hmm. him the his racism is because he is at a at a in a position where it he has the money he owns that franchise and he can control he can he controls all of that and so somebody being a uh, racist at in that position is, is a bad thing right but i mean you know so it, it you know it, it, it's um we just kind of we just live in a in a in a culture in a society where we live in hyperbole every time you turn on social media this was the best uh thing that ever happened at a cupcake shop and it's just (laughs) and and, and we and so you know let's let's calm down and it it uh, is it is let's let's get the guy Mm -hmm. let's get the guy and let's let's uh let these uh, brothers play some basketball. It is, it is a gotcha culture, but mm-hmm. but some niggas need to be got. It's, a, oh, it's, yeah. that, it's that fine line, right? Like we, and that's why we talk about these things because it, sometimes it's fucking, um, uh, uh, you know, somebody like um, uh, Steve Martin, where you're just like, really, guys, really, you going in on Steve Martin, or you're like Stephen Colbert, and you're like, really, y'all don't understand how a, f- a fucking joke works. And then sometimes where it's like this and you're like, you know what? Get that nigga. Get his ass. Um, but let me get back to this. Hold on. We're almost done. Do you know that you have a whole team that's black that plays for you? You just do I don't? I support them and give them food and clothes and cars and houses. Who gives it to them? Does someone else give it to them? Do I know that I have? Who makes the game? Do I make the game or do they make the game? There's not 30 owners that created the league. I'm not going to bring any black people to the stadium. Well, is it easy to say that? It's very easy for you to say that. For you to say that? I, I won't say that to anyone. I would never ask anyone not to bring someone based on race or color okay. or culture. Okay. It's like saying, like, let's just persecute and kill all of the Jews. Oh, it's the same thing, right? Well, isn't it wrong? Wasn't it wrong then? With the Holocaust, and you're Jewish, you understand discrimination. Say that again, Chris. She bringing up old shit. Yeah, why you gonna bring up the Holocaust? <laughs> no, so, but I, you gonna bring up the one time racism was wrong? Okay. <laughs> Hitler wasn't giving them houses and and cars and women. 
Um, but I do like that, um, you know, he, she's, she's like, I wouldn't tell you not to bring black people to the games. He's like, yeah, cause I own everything and I'm giving you money. You couldn't tell me to do shit. You couldn't tell me to like not, uh, walk out of this house right now. There's nothing you could do. I own all this. Um, but yeah, that is. But, and then I said, let me say one, one little yeah, quick thing. Yeah. I said, and, and we, I said all of that to say this, uh, still, and still we rise and we will still <laughs> press on. We got for, we got over 9-11. We got mm-hmm. over a lot of other racial shit. We will still press on and we will still, uh, move on. So well, I mean, it, I don't know. I, this is coming from a guy. You, this is coming from a guy who went to work today. I have to remind the audience. I don't know how much Chris is in this with us. I didn't have to. I didn't have to work today. Oh, you didn't have to work today. Okay, so you put you. So, but you told me I could be off. So you accepted your vacation hours, though. You gonna take the time. You gonna take the the money. You got to give that check back, Chris. Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't you do that. Give that check back. Rent gonna have to be a little late. I'm sorry. Um, Chris. You know what else I like about this? Any man that's been in a relationship. Um, I like the part where he checks out. Um, mm-hmm. because every man that's ever been in an argument with a woman has done the, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Sure. Okay. Like yeah. he just has that moment where he's just like, I mean, and it's fucked up because you know, he's wrong, <laughs> but still, he I did it several times. He tried to get out of it so many times. He was like, <laughs> he's like, all right. But what about the diary of Anne Frank? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So you think this is the same. Oh, you're going to bring up the Holocaust. Well, now that's like talking about my mom. I got to get back in. I got to say something. You're really a mental case. The Holocaust we're comparing with... Racism. Discrimination. Racism here? If you don't want to be walking into a basketball game with a certain person, is that racism? (laughs) Is it? Is that racism, Chris? I don't know. What did he say? If you don't want what? If, if you don't want, if it basically, if he doesn't want her walking into the game with a certain type of person, is that racism? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's mad, but he's, he's got insecurities about the the big penises and her being around them. That part of it's his. Uh, it's like you say, your dick's not your friend, mm-hmm. and part of it's that it, uh, mixed with a uh, with cocktail of uh, of the racism and hate that he has. Yeah, I, oh, I'm sure. Towards- I'm sure that he's one of those people that like is like basically in the cuckold in it at, at some level, because he even tells yeah. her at one point, like, I don't mind you sleeping with these dudes. Like, obviously, the black man is superior on um, sexually. So you oh, can Lord. sleep with them, but I hope you're not out here trying to be seen in public with them, which is just old school, like cuckolding mentality racism. Um, here's some, uh, article on, uh, Deadspin that had like his racism in quotes. So you guys can like follow it easily. Oh my. Talking to a potential coach in 1983, Roly Massimino, he told him, I want to know why you think you can coach these niggers. Oh. Uh, 2000, oh, cool. 2002, uh, property supervisor and sworn testimony said he told her, uh, that's because all blacks, all the blacks in the build, this building, they smell, they're not clean. Um, oh, guess they don't wash their asses. He also they said, <laughs> he also says because of all the Mexicans that just sit around and smoke and drink all day, 
I don't like that. What? Total lie. Them the hardest working people ever. No, it doesn't work. Right. Right. They be down at lows. They got four jobs. Waiting on like they the only people I know that wait on work. You know what I'm saying? Like they will. Mm-hmm. The work hasn't been invented yet. They will show up they and be like, at the spot. Like y'all say, work gonna be here. Yeah. We gonna be there. Um, I don't like Mexican men because they smoke, drink, and just hang around the house. Is she one of those black people that stink? Just evict the bitch. I'm offering a lot uh, of money. Uh, what is this older that black people have on them? Uh, under the, the, the negotiations with Danny Mann in 1988, allegedly David Stern was in the presence of, the, of this the conversation. He said, I'm offering a lot of money for a poor black kid. Uh oh. On Koreans and sworn testimony, he said, I don't have to spend any more money on them. They will take whatever conditions I give them and still pay rent. Uh, according to general manager Elgin Beller, Sterling envisions a southern plantation type structure for the Clippers, one in which, as he allegedly put it to Baylor, poor black boys from the South play for a white head coach. Uh, 2014, why are you taking pictures with minorities? Why? It's like talking to an enemy. Hispanics feel certain things towards blacks, blacks feel certain things towards other groups. It will always be that way. It bothers me a lot that you're associating with black people. You're supposed to be a delicate white or delicate Latina girl. You don't have to have yourself walking with black people. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also sexual harassment lawsuits on his, uh, oh, of course, in 2009, he was subject of the largest housing discrimination lawsuit payout ever. Wow. Uh, related to his attempts to evict blacks and Hispanics from his properties. 2011, he testified that he did not know Hall of Fame Elgin Baylor had been a basketball player at the time Baylor was hired by the Clippers. Uh, that same year, that same year, he oh. celebrated Black History Month in the wrong month. When he celebrated? Uh, I won't say it was March. March. Oh! Um, well, it was very close, in all fairness. In 2011, he refused to cover a Clippers assistant coach's prostate cancer treatment, forcing NBA players to pay for it. (gasps) Players complained Sterling brought women into the locker room when they were showering and told the women to look at those beautiful black bodies. Wow. And then their sexual harassment suit, uh, um, where he said, when you pay a woman for sex, you are not together with her. You pay her for a few moments to use her body for sex. Is it clear? Is it clear? Uh, his own sworn testimony in 2003. Uh, and then they also have a link to Bomani's piece on him in 2006 because Bo's been up on this shit for a while. That's why you should listen to Bo. Um, the Evening Jones. Last night, Shelly Sterling was at the game where they played Golden State and <laughs> some like Hannah Storm or somebody, they didn't actually go talk to her, but then she just like talked to the camera like, she's very upset and shocked. If the, and if the tapes do prove to be true, the, she she says it's a, comes as a complete surprise to her, and she just would like to know that everyone to know that their family loves basketball, and that's what comes first and foremost with them. You know, she's like motherfucker. I know that's you. So Kevin Arnowitz uh, actually um, posted a, a picture, an excerpt from that housing trial. He's an NBA editor at ESPN.com, mm-hmm. um, and it got retweeted a lot. Plaintiffs from the Rochelle, plaintiffs claim that Rochelle Sterling has posed as a health inspector in an attempt to harass tenants. Plaintiff Daryl Williams declares that a woman knocked on his apartment door April 3rd, 2003, complained to him about two carts in the hallway that contained some of Williams' possessions. And then when asked, stated that she was from the health department. Williams uh, replied, um, 
uh William videotape part of the incident and Sumner Davenport, a former Sterling property supervisor, identifies the woman in the video as Rochelle Sterling. Second Davenport uh declaration. Uh Davenport also declares that when she worked for Donald Sterling, she sometimes accompanied Rochelle Sterling as the latter inspected tenants' apartments. That Rochelle Sterling would hold herself out as a government official and that Rochelle Sterling required her to record tenants' ethnicity during inspections. So she ain't no better. No, she's not. You don't fuck with someone this racist and get surprised. No, you don't. Now let's go to the other side of this, okay? And this is where me and Chris could not be more on the same page. My man, Homeboy Sandman. Is that his name? Let's be honest. Anytime, and this shit is happening on the internet rampantly and it's crazy. If you go by an alias. Come on now. Do not call anyone a coward. Mm-mm. Homeboy Sandman ain't your government. Yeah, because I was like, that can't be on your birth certificate, dog. He wrote an article called Black People Are Cowards. Now, the problem with this article is it's long as fuck. So he already lost me there. Yeah. You're going to call me a coward. You got to catch me quick, man. I'm not around. I don't read a long period of insults. Like, you got to insult me off top, baby. I got shit to do. Ah, I know so. Trying to run a podcast empire out here. And you got 75,000 words of calling me a coward. Uh, but he was saying shit like people that, uh, the Clippers for going to work and all this shit. Like, people need to, like, be willing to die and get shot for, to stop all this shit and, it's like all this rabble rising and all that. Like, why are you still alive? Come on now. You ain't never seen no injustice worth getting shot for, man. Why am I supposed to see it and you ain't seen it? Um, But, yeah, he was basically saying that uh, their boss basically saying, I hate niggas by turning their shirts inside out the next day at work. Uh, saying that's how they respond. I've come to the decision that I all agree wholeheartedly with the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. I, too, do not want black people invited to my events. So... Okay, so we starting off on the wrong foot. I'm just saying, if I had homeboy, so he's saying, go ahead, Chris. Oh, go ahead. I guess he doesn't want anybody checking out his his music, thing. right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm a fucking coward. He comes to your car. If he comes to your town, I I guess. And you know what? At the way rap is right now, maybe no black people are going to his shit. Also, oh, some of these dudes be having them hipster. That hipster audience and shit. Anyway, they be like, it's just gonna be the people from Pitchfork. So, no well, niggas allowed. It's funny. It's funny because I've heard the name before, and the first time I saw this about this piece was uh, uh, Brandon from where my where's my forty acres was retweeting this stuff, and I was like, who's Homeboy Sandman? Mm-hmm. And I forgot. I never heard his music before, and I looked him up, and he has a song called not really or something where he's from queens and he's walking the video is him walking around the block and he's got a bunch of black people around him so i don't know if he paid all of them to be there or if the <laughs> the shoot was supposed to be free for them and they could get some tv exposure but i mean are they cowards are those guys are those people cowards yeah this I mean, is that, he's a pretty good rapper this is he's that all right this is that armchair revolutionary shit you know, I'm yeah. going to sit in my house from the safety of my crib, call the rest of y'all names. You know, I, I had a dude on my Facebook page, man, the other day that I was, I basically put out uh, just a post saying like, look, man, you, there's no need to, to vic, to like blame the victim here. The players aren't the problem. Mm-mm. The players are not. Like if you want to fix what's going on with Donald Sterling, it has to come from the top down, the commissioner, the other owners. Uh, even the media to a certain extent should be held responsible for calling, getting this guy's feet to the fire. 
and people were like nah fuck that these dudes are coons and sellouts and uncle ruckuses and catcher freemans and all this shit i was like for just going to work like i don't i don't i can't relate to what you're saying you know like i just think your point of view is untenable and i asked the guy like where do you work and he's like i work for this school system in this certain state and i said okay i went to his page because he wouldn't tell me where so i was like it's funny you won't even tell me specifically where uh but you know everybody else supposed to quit their job um but i googled yeah i googled this where he where he teaches and racism and the first thing came up was the school system is accused of racism and i put a link to it in my facebook post with uh with him on it and i said so are you gonna quit tomorrow are you gonna be a hypocrite because this was sunday what did he say he said oh now you're making it personal i see yeah yeah uh, he's like, uh, he, and, and I was like, you know what, man? If you feel like this is a personal attack, then let's just not be friends. Like, it ain't that important to me to have you as a friend if you feel like that, like me pointing out your hypocrisy is somehow, uh, that's personal. But then you saying Chris Paul is a sellout, Uncle Tom Coon, Uncle Ruckus oh, no. is somehow not personal. Is that's fucked up to me. You know what I mean? We're all black people. And if and if just by going to work he's that, then I then if you have that mentality, then it's too destructive to be in my circle. I don't tolerate that shit. So now we're not Facebook yeah. friends anymore. But it's just that that's the hypocrisy of people on this shit where they on their high horse, mm-hmm. but they're not applying any of these rules to their own lives. Because it don't matter. It's easy to tell somebody else how to spend their money. It's easy to tell somebody else what uh to go to work or not to go to work when you don't have to deal with the consequences or the repercussions of it so yeah he goes on and on about he don't want black people this shit anymore and then at some point he uh was like oh if you made it this far without stopping for how furious at me your shame has made you i want you to know something i don't really think black people are cowards so you had to read a ton of insults towards black people and shit to get to that point why the fuck would I get that far? He says, I think humans yeah, are... Oh, go ahead, Chris. So it just got so weird that I was like, and is he black or is he white? I mean, he's, I didn't know who he was. And I looked and looked him up. I was like, oh, he's, okay, he's a light-skinned, tall guy. And uh, he's a pretty good rapper. Yeah. Same flow on every song. But, you know... <laughs> I, uh, I think humans are... Like- he kept talking about... like he's, Wait, wait, hold on. He sounds like he's a, like he's a frustrated musician because he keeps talking about oh every song on the radio is about us celebrating killing each other and selling drugs yeah. like is this 1994 right like, it's like this- have you listened to the radio because drake ain't talking about that shit Joe Lane. yeah is c dolores tucker still alive she's not <laughs> right what are we talking about i mean come on now is what? tipper gore like you know like banging on the store the, the doors of the radio station no like it's not and people don't, I don't know, man. Is that what, it, it is that what, like he had another agenda. Is that what Macklemore's rapping about? Is that what, no, uh, no. is he, that what, he won the Grammy, right? Right. Is that exactly. what, exactly. Is that what Kendrick's talking about? You know what I mean? Like, come on now. Let's, let's keep it real, dog. Like, let's not just try to lump everybody in together just cause you mad. You mad. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but yeah, he tried to switch it to like, nah, all human beings are cowards. Uh, and I think that regardless, what one's phenotype places them within imaginary concept of race, imaginary concept of race, that the majority of us That's are not imaginary. 
a majority of us are content to live on our knees rather than die on our feet the problem is we us black people can't afford to be like everyone else anymore not if we want to survive and more more like facebook posts too long shit um but yeah man just you know i'm not down with these people either Mm-mm. and i yeah. saw people toasting this shit on facebook like nope part of the problem don't agree <laughs> stop yeah because that like like i saying that shit is like to the extreme also not talking about it is to the extreme and going black people ain't shit is to the extreme like yeah. i i can't i can't take it uh either way there is a medium there is a halfway neutral point where most people are and it's just one of those things like whenever you read that article it's like motherfucker you know when most who read this they are not going to get this far into this article you know this i'm just tired of being told i'm the problem as a black person because someone else is racist yes and i'm the problem yeah. as a black person because i bring up race and the thing and, and and the thing that pisses me off is this well no this is different not because you bring up race i'm talking about something specific okay i'm tired of being told i'm a problem when someone else does something racist where okay you know where because you see these people on the little fake ass facebook crusaders where Something racist happened. It's like, you know, and I kind of agree with Donald Sterling because he was talking about niggas and not this. And he was, you know, like, it's always this weird ass, like, line yeah. of you people. How dare you black people? It's like, one, none of those people are reading your Facebook page if you're really talking about this low cast type caliber person that, that is just, you know, terrible human being. Ain't that the truth. Um, so I guess you're going to get a lot you know, of, a lot of fake, you know, likes and applause and way well, to stand up, you know, Don Lemonin. But also I don't like, it's just, I don't feel like being, uh, like me as a black person being part, like considered part of the problem because, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm breathing. Chris, what are you going to say? I'm sorry. You know what you just made me realize? Yeah. I just I think uh where we had a disconnect earlier in the show was the fact that I really don't surround myself with people that are nah, I'm not trying to sound like an elitist. Um, how is this how can I say this without making me sound like an asshole? I'll just say it. I don't surround myself peop with people that uh that are ignorant like that. That's just like that people that I, I basically I I hang around people that stay woke, mm. you know, like how 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 Dylan Stevenson always hashtags like that's some real shit like stay woke. So mm. like that's why this wasn't no surprise. That's why you'll see me hashtag black quarterbacks on some shit or black actors or why why I get mad that Michael B. Jordan didn't get nominated. Like even if it's some entertainment shit or why or why like. uh this stuff like this Donald Sterling thing doesn't surprise me because my mind is always attuned to that. So it's almost like, yeah, I can, I can say, I can say all these like, um, shit, highfalutin things or we should do this in the community. We should do that. But it's just like, you still have to look within yourself and say, what am I doing? How am I contributing to making this world a better place? And, and I, I, I guess, I guess sometimes I fall short in recognizing the fact that oh other people there are other people out there yeah that that see something like this that that real that it really it really gets under their skin mm -hmm. and well, it's, you know that, what it is and, and so I, you know what it is too chris like on twitter like if i say something about this i get hit with that with those people 
Like, it's not I'm surrounded by them. I'm not, like, they're not my friends. But it's just people, yeah. like, you know, coming up in my mention, like, man, they, what they need to stop doing is being sellouts and stop coming to work and helping making this white man richer. That's the only thing they doing. They need yeah. to quit. I'm like, have you heard of a contract? Like, how the fuck you ever going to work again if, if as a professional athlete if they know you'll violate your contract? Well, why can't these brothers be like Ali? Uh, the same Ali that used colorism to shame Joe Frazier to the point where they're not even friends anymore and die bitter enemies. Like, this yep. shit is, this shit is not just black and white all the goddamn time. And so it's frustrating for me. So I get on the mic and we talk about it because I do deal with these people on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, God, well, that's wrong too, you know? So, uh, but, but I'm glad to have, I'm glad people are talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, here's the thing, Chris. The reason a lot of these people are shocked to find this shit out, because the NBA was complicit in keeping this shit under wraps. Yes. A lot of people did not know this. A lot of people are reading this shit for the first time. Like, this dude, this this dude is racist. Like, there's a lot of that going on because David Stern, everyone's favorite iron-fisted commissioner, who apparently was laying down the law on everybody, um, was full of shit. Like, when it came to this dude, he tolerated and downright enabled this dude and covered it up so now adam silver's dealing with this first controversy and it's on his step and he had to take a moment away from villainizing black kids who want to come to the nba after only one year of college how dare they and actually go um let me talk about a real problem racism in our fucking league and to me i'm glad we're talking about it because the next step for me is going yeah um the racism in our league is fucked up that's true um, what do you think it is that leads to people thinking these kids need to go to college before they can take this job? Cause it's the same goddamn idiot racist mentality that Donald Sterling's touting is the same mentality that gets it, that makes you think the only way a kid could take this job if he's black is if he's gone to college for a year or two. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking stupid. Yes, and it's also the thing where I agree with you, Roderick. It's just one of those things where. We live in a society where when people do racist shit and somebody else says that's racist, our society is designed to tell you to sit down and shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. It's imaginary and it's made up. And they do that because once you start talking about this shit, you're going to make people think about their choices, their decision making, the 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 uh, uh the friends that hang around and the things they've heard and it's just one of those things where people in our country do not want to admit that we do look at the color of skin and mm-hmm. that's something that you cannot hide even if you say color does not matter it might not matter to you but when somebody else places their eyes on you they will recognize your skin color and they will let you know directly or indirectly and regardless of if you are aware that it's happening or not it is happening oh yeah for the record I don't think all the other owners are racist either. Like I think no, I don't. People keep throwing that out. Like, what you think they think? I don't. I don't know what they think, but I, my default is not to assume that they racist. You I'm mean, sorry. No. The same way my default yeah. is not to assume every cop is racist or to assume, uh, you know, I I try to give people some. I I can't live like that. I no. have to. In my mind, if I don't give people some kind of benefit of the doubt, I go crazy. I would. Yeah, yeah. I would think everything that fucked up would be like, like I would every situation in my life would be like i think she can give me a pudding cup because this bitch is racist what the fuck is going on so i i have to cut that part of my brain off i know other people don't care but i do man like i saw a lot of well all these white people racist that's why they hit the game i'm like come on man like like, come on dog come on dog yeah you you can't be like that either and it's just one of those things where 
I give everybody a clean slate until you prove me otherwise. Because yeah. I mean, I, I see shit. I'm not gonna, yes. you know, I'm not gonna ignore. I'm not crazy. I, I see shit sometimes. Where I'm like that. That shit seems racially weird, or or you know, like the, the like the shit with the dude uh, that Chris was bringing up, um, the, the Bundy Ranch dude. Like I told, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was talking. I was like, nah, this ain't gonna end well. It's gonna end with some racism. Like, <laughs> let me guess. Uh, didn't want to stop paying fees till we got a black president. Got it. Um, yeah. but you know, shit like that. Well, I mean, I don't mind being like, I, I'm not, you know, somebody that's just so fucking naive that I'm always shocked, but it's, I try to give certain people benefit of doubts. I, mm-hmm. I, I think people like me and Chris were kind of prepared for something like this because we already know this deal. Yeah. A lot of people weren't prepared because they're like, I just like the Clipper games. And now they're like, oh, this oh. nigga hates niggas. Oh, no. Yeah, eh, eh. I, I want to move on because I do. So go ahead and say whatever you want to say. But then I, we got to like, we don't move on. We will never get to any of the games and shit. OK, no problem. And I was going to say this. It is one of those things where almost like the Duck Dynasty, people don't like exactly, to deal with yeah. races, race with their sports. They want their sports and they don't want to deal with anything outside of that and i think for a lot of people it opened up their eyes so yeah. to them like god damn it i can't even watch my sports without having to think about race um joan rivers i don't know if chris has heard about this but she's he's been a around a long time he's a comedian i feel like he should know have you heard about this joan rivers joke that uh people wanted her to apologize for uh tell me and i'm uh, and i'll see if i have heard of it I, she, she went on the today show and she was complaining about her living arrangement. She's doing a reality show with her and her, her daughter who used to be fine and then plastic surgery her way into ugly. Oh, man. She got plastic surgery? Yeah, man. Because her mom's a fucking crazy pants that needs plastic surgery on everything. Yes. So, you know, she had that perfectly beautiful looking uh, white woman, uh, like Chris likes them, and turned <laughs> turned into a plastic <laughs> surgery nightmare. Oh. Um, and mm-hmm. so sisters email the blackout tips at gmail.com. You want to change his oh, ways. Lord. Um, but, um, yeah, so she said these women, those women in, in the basement in Cleveland had more space basically than her living arrangements. So, oh, damn. Yeah. Ah, so then she this, took it there, didn't she? This is on the Today Show. <laughs> now you hear that response? Oh. <laughs> you hear that response from Chris? You hear that response from Chris? That's the same response yeah. I had. Yes, because it's, it's, it's funny. It's a funny joke. Mm-hmm. Well, the lawyers for those three women want um, Joan Rivers to apologize. Why? Mm. Well, go ahead. I don't Chris. know about she should know. She should have known her audience, like on the Today Show. I mean, because sometimes when when jokes go wrong, when like when it, it's a funny bit, it's a funny joke. But like when jokes. Cause it meant to be a joke, but then people say that statement you made, they change it into something <laughs> that it's not. They'll say that's a declarative statement. Your, your treaties on the women who were held captive. So we're, this culture sensitive. Uh, I don't think she should, I, if, if, the, if it's the Joan Rivers that I know, know of, I don't think she would, uh, should, would apologize. Yeah, you know, it's funny because it's like, well, uh, I almost had to go back and turn into Chris now. Uh, are we acting shocked? It's Joan Rivers. Yeah, she been, she been saying yeah. outlandish shit for years. Yeah, and she, and you're right, she refused to apologize. I don't blame her. She, and here's, here, fuck this papers. Rivers tells the plain, de- plain dealer in Cleveland that it was a joke she made as a comedian. It was a joke. She's not literally saying she was, 
the space was the same as the basement guys uh she says the women are free and people should move on her publicist confirmed rivers commented to the newspaper but said rivers couldn't be reached thursday um they have the and apparently this uh apology apology was supposed to um was asked for by the attorneys of the girl the ladies but it's like y'all don't have any like actual litigious shit to do come on like y'all have any real like legal shit to help them with because this ain't it Mm -mm. you made a joke and we ain't like it so can you apologize for the joke what is that gonna do nope sure can't so um all right man it's time to play our games guys uh we've we've been going kind of long got kind of long into that donald sterling shit but uh everybody knew chris is gonna defend him so um let's uh get right into well, it well that's what you build it as you i was like i'm supposed to defend this guy yeah i i was just joking man uh i didn't think you i know you were troll- i know you were trolling yeah <laughs> i just i just thought we'd get more <laughs> listeners if i was like listen to a black man defend donald sterling uh and, and obviously i knew it wouldn't happen but it, it was pretty funny i thought um oh and uh, <laughs> what would have been funny though is if he would have came on if it, <laughs> you know actually he yeah, had a point actually he was right and i understand <laughs> he's just saving it for jason whitlock to yeah, do because if, if, if chris doesn't do it then when is what is jason whitlock gonna write about tonight you know ain't that's you writing right now <laughs> if you wouldn't have your pants sagging and tattoos then he would have never thought this uh don lemon think piece is coming out yeah uh all right let's play our game just fucking with them black people we're just fucking with them blacks we're, we're just, just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time to play our game fucking with black people the game going across the globe where we read or play news articles and assign points from zero to a hundred uh on the fucking with black people scale today's contestant the kkk again Wow, they've been oh, having shit. They've, they've been on a hot streak ain't they quite the resurgence quite the resurgence um so uh let me see if i can play this news article uh why is my volume not up oh here we go police call a cold-blooded killer good evening everyone i'm tisha powell i'm larry stogner 73 year old glenn miller was wheeled into a kansas courtroom this afternoon the white supremacist is charged with going on a shooting rampage 11 days ago in kansas city killing three people Tonight, Steve Daniels on the I-Team uncovering shocking new details about the path that landed the North Carolinian in this spot. Tonight, the I-Team is uncovering two big headlines you've never heard about Glenn Miller. He's from Johnston County. He was a KKK leader in the 1980s. He even ran for governor. The I-Team obtained these old federal court documents, and using these, I tracked down and talked to Miller's former defense attorney, a former FBI agent in Raleigh, and a former federal prosecutor in Raleigh. As you'll see, the I-Team has discovered Miller used to be in the Federal Witness Protection Program. And the white supremacist was caught by Raleigh police in an unlikely compromised situation with a prostitute. Before Frazier Glenn Cross was arrested and charged with shooting and killing three people at Jewish centers in Kansas City, he was Glenn Miller, marching in the streets of Raleigh in the 1980s, leading a white supremacist movement, part of the KKK that later became known as the White Patriot Party. He was a blowhard who liked to be in front of a crowd. He liked to whip the crowd up and get the emotions running high. Doug McCullough spent 17 years as a federal prosecutor in Raleigh. Now he's a judge on the State Court of Appeals. 
1987, McCullough sat at a table with Miller as Miller agreed to flip and become a government informant. Oh. Miller agreed to plead guilty to possessing hand grenades and sending through the mail what he called a declaration of war. He would be sentenced to five years in prison in exchange for testimony against other white supremacists. We secured a number of convictions with his assistance and in our view we had removed him from being a leadership role in the White Patriot Party because now he was in jail. Miller only served three years in prison. Then the I-team has learned Miller entered the Federal Witness Protection Program. The government gave him a new name, a new social security number, and moved him to Iowa at taxpayer expense. And obviously once he served his sentence, he couldn't come back to where his old compatriots were. The I-team has made another really stunning discovery about Miller's time here in Raleigh in the 1980s. Raleigh police caught him in the back seat of a car engaged in a sex act with a prostitute. A prostitute who was a black man dressed as a woman. It was pretty shocking. Oh! It was pretty shocking. <laughs> McCullough says he read the Raleigh police report about the incident with the prostitute. The facts speak for themselves and you can draw your people can draw their own conclusions about how incongruous something like that is. Miller did not face charges in connection with the incident. McCullough says it's likely because the government was pursuing a much bigger case against Miller. Oh, wow. A case that, according to this 1987 sentencing memorandum from federal prosecutors obtained by the I-team, could have led to a 100-year sentence for Miller if the government pursued all possible charges against him. Is it possible that he could still be in prison today and three people in Kansas City could still be alive? Not possible. Uh, you have to take into context the types of sentences that were actually being imposed and the types of offenses he had committed. McCullough says Miller would have served no more than 10 to 12 years. But in Kansas City, they're left with a troubling question. Did the government make the right decision in offering a plea deal and a new life for Miller in the witness protection program? I don't think there's anybody who could know what he was capable of doing. I certainly never saw that in his personality. Everyone I talked to for this story, the former defense attorney, the former FBI agent, and the former prosecutor, all tell me they were surprised about the murder charges Glenn Miller is facing right now in Kansas City. They told me he was a bombastic guy, but they didn't think he was a violent guy. We also learned today from the Cleveland County Sheriff that they are taking a fresh look to see if there's any connection between Glenn Miller and three murders that happened at an adult bookstore in the town of Shelby back in 1987. Wow, there could be more shit. to come on this one. By the way, I agree. I interviewed the guy several mm -hmm. times over the over the years, and I always thought he was a blowhard, but right. I, I thought he was harmless. That is what is a blowhard? Uh, people that talk a lot of shit but don't do shit. Most, okay. Uh, white people are amazing. Like, I talked to this dangerous KKK man. I just thought he was joking. So You know, I, ah! I'm, really, I'm really appalled at this. I, I want him to be stripped of his clan hood. I want, <laughs> I want his, his uh, hood and, and uh, uniform to be burned at a, at a stake. <laughs> and this is ridiculous. Like, you, you're going to speak all this shit and then fuck a black male transvestite or whatever. That This is, um, this is ridiculous. You, you know, know my, my, can't be, my problem with know. this is uh, I blame black people uh, because it's our fault. Um, it is. Thought you if, knew. If that prostitute would have not went to work that day and not been a coward, you would have been able to stand up. Right. You know, so, uh, this Blocking black... his boy pussy in front of him. Mm -hmm. He should not have been. This is it's the it's the blackmail prostitute. Yep. Mm -hmm. What did you What did you think would happen? Anyway, a hundred literally fucking with black people. Oh yes. Uh, doesn't get more fucking than that. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah. Uh, Rod, I kind of feel I kind of feel sorry for him though. I kind of feel, <laughs> feel sorry for him. He didn't he didn't know that that guy had a dick. And I do feel extremely shocked at his racism. I so. do too. All right, man, let's play guess the race so we can get Chris out of here, man. Now that is time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that is time for some guest to raise. Now that is guest to raise time. Was it some JJ Fish? That was my JJ Fish version. Hey, this is this is this is guest to raise. You niggas know the rules. Chat room plays along and it races. All right, JJ Fish. My life will never my life will never be the same after JJ. No. Um, here's a story that happened in Fayetteville. Let's see if we can uh, play this for Chris. Um, but, uh, they, a team was arrested. It's a story that plays out in our area just about every week. A suspect appears in court charged for trying to kill someone. Today, the story has a very strange twist. The suspect is a teenager. Investigators say her target was her grandmother. The weapon? Poison in her collard greens. <gasps> Julia Sims talked to the grandmother today about that potentially deadly meal. That's... To say this is a strange... Chris, did you say something? He was responding that, This like is going to be tricky. Okay. In which case, well, that would be an understatement. The grandmother told us why the granddaughter said she did it, and again, it's something you just wouldn't believe. And that was a good it meal. It was good, too. Collard greens with smoked pigtail, rice, baked chicken, peach cobbler, and cornbread. Galen Moody and Clifton Evans were enjoying their Easter meal after church Sunday. But that feel-good feeling didn't last long. And then about an hour and a half later, we started getting sick. My fingers started getting numb, my chest, my face, my mouth. I feel like you had a bunch of salt or something around your lips. You could feel like you could taste it. Was, it, was, it was weird, man. It was really weird. It was really weird. I never had that. I started feeling. getting a little scared there at the end. The pair could barely walk. A friend got them to the hospital. Doctors thought it was the flu. Moody and Evans had their doubts. They later found an empty bottle of pesticide in the kitchen cupboard. <gasps> Evans confronted Moody's 17-year-old daughter, Tatiana Johnson, about the poisoned collards. She said, Mr. Cliff, I wasn't trying to hurt you. I was trying to get, gra- get back at Grandma. For what? Taking her cell, cell phone. Moody believes her granddaughter was upset because she had taken her cell phone away as punishment. And while she says she'll eventually find forgiveness, Moody felt she had no other choice but to turn in her own granddaughter. Because if she can do this to me, she'll do it to anybody. Mm. And God only knows what it will be about the next time. Julia Sims, WRAL News, Cumberland County. Johnson is being held right now on half a million dollar bond. Today, the judge told her if she postponed, wow. she will go into the case of social services and then order the teen to stay away from her grandmother. All right, Chris. <clears throat> so guess the race. Well, uh, mm-hmm. Well, at first, I'm going to say black, but I, I, I thought that, uh, that was the only thing white people did, and that's me being prejudiced and racist. <laughs> uh, because your grandmother, black people don't, black kids don't do that, I thought. Mm. But you didn't, didn't Betty Shabazz die in the fire that her granddaughter started? I actually, a long did, time ago? I actually I didn't know, know that. Did not know that. Maybe the chat room will, will find out, but yeah, that that's really shocking and it's really sad. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna thanks for bringing the mood of the show down, guys. Uh, this is what guess the ah. race does. I say black. It's never like guess who gave yeah. a homeless wow. man twenty dollars. It's always yeah. 
it's always guess the crime you know so uh this is bad no that's that's not uh check the chat room uh ting ting collard greens her life insurance will be anything uh she black oh oh those that cause that smell that donald sterling spoke about oh my black girl that has too many white friends soul food sunday black one oh. ones who are responsible for racism against them poison oh. big mama's collard greens that's one more thing i know about the negro iPhone having moon cricket, collard greens, which I love, but black. <laughs> uh, pot liquor saved the grandma black. Uh, yeah, that's probably what kept the poison from kicking in was that liquor. Thank God. Yeah, that sounds like some uh, Lady Olina type shit right there. Mm-hmm. I wish she did the dropper. Oh, Lordy, what's next? Poison hog mall from the mother's continent. Uh, night sky white white the correct answer <laughs> is black <laughs> and the person that guessed white oh, you hear her talk about that them food the way she yeah. was talking was serious all right let's get into the bonus round <laughs> Double the points, double the race. Double the points and the race. Uh, that's right, guys. Double the points, double the race. Bonus time for bonus racism. Chris is already one for one, but can he make it two for two? We'll find out in the second round. Yes, you will. All right, here we go. Just for all the points. Um, oh wait, why am I looking at the wrong story? That was a mistake. Uh, here we go. All right, there we go. That's the right story. Um, an ice cream shop was stuck up by a robber with a needle full of AIDS. Oh, AIDS, I say. See if I can play this. I'm Logan Tittle, and you're watching HuffPost Live. There's a lot of threatening weapons out there, but this one takes the cake, or rather, the ice cream. 19-year-old Catherine Pepin says she was closing down the Baskin-Robbins store in Portland, Oregon, Tuesday night when a man walked in and robbed her. Except he wasn't threatening her with a gun or a knife. No, he pointed a large syringe at her and said it was full of AIDS. He just walked in and said, this is a robbery, this is a needle full of AIDS, and then opened the, the cash drawer. Looked like blood, I'm not sure if it was, but it was dark red, full needles as you can imagine pepin was pretty terrified fortunately no one was hurt and her boss says employees won't work alone anymore we've seen some strange <sighs> robbers before earlier this year an australian teen allegedly attempted to rob a 7-eleven gas station with a chainsaw while wearing a flower pot over his head we ah! think a simple pantyhose over Jeez. the face would have been more efficient all right so chris Guess the race, not of the crim- uh, not of the criminal, is- of the person working the counter, not the criminal, the person working behind the register. White. All right, white. Her name was Catherine Pepin. That was her name. Let's check the okay. chat room and see what they believe. Delicate white flower says three pretty smart. Well, she couldn't be one of those indelicate Negroes. 
Baskin Robbins, Robbins in Portland, white, white. Hmm. I think white counter girl was one whose voice intrigues Chris. <laughs> was that a black girl that said that? That was Joe Spacely. That was a dude. Oh, uh, future, mem- future member of the Dallas Buyers Club, white, oh. vanilla, vanilla, Lannister, precious white girl, says Sparger. The correct answer yes, is, and it looks like everyone got this, white. And so I, I, I see it don't take a gun robbery. It takes somebody uh, with A's to be like, you know what? It might need to be two of y'all working. Right. <laughs> Come on now. You at the night shift. It should be two people constantly up there. Well, AIDS is pretty serious, Ken. I know what you want to tell. I wouldn't want to tell. But you got it, homie. You know, right. I can live another day. Bruh, just put your needle up. I ain't even no cause yeah, shit. You can have the whole rest. I tell you the cold. Punch, yeah. punch it in yourself. I just imagine them holding it like a gun. It may as well be. Don't stall me, fat boy. <laughs> um, mass. What's Rocky Road to go with that? Right. Sir, would you like a scoop? Uh, that, uh shit. would you like some ice cream to go and the cherry on top shit i make it banana split whatever you want sir mm-hmm. uh a masked man was armed with a sword that's right guys sword ratchet this time who terrorized the boss of an off license where he was a regular customer as he tried to rob her he has been jailed <laughs> of course drug addict benjamin smith 23 went to mcguire's in barrowfield with his face partially covered and wearing a hood and demanded cash rahina iqbal who twice had the sword swung towards her told smith i know you i know you before she picked up a kettle of boiling water to protect herself and went on to find him earlier on cctv footage from the shop which she handed to police she oh. was brave Oh, should have had a needle full of AIDS. You would have got out of that fine. Of course. The defendant left the shop empty handed. Oh, what a fail. <laughs> and wet. You come in with a, a sword, leave empty handed and fingered as the bad guy. <laughs> oh, man. Lucky he wasn't with Kane for Menace. Oh, or, uh, was that old dog that shot that dude? Uh, yeah. Lucky he wasn't with old dog when I had to shoot that motherfucker. Um, the defendant left the shop empty-handed when another customer arrived and startled him during the raid. Oh, he went prepared. He walked in. Ah! He ran out. Yeah, got hit, his, got hit with that hot water. Holding his blouse together. Miss Iqbal, who was alone at her store, told police she thought she was going to have her head chopped off. Hearing her, hearing, the hearing heard Smith was on bail at the time after disturbance at the BP garage. In December, he went there, thought to be suffering drug-induced psychosis, yelling for help, shouting, they are going to kill me, they are going to kill me. He bit two officers. <gasps> Smith of Hall Street Cone uh, admitted, admitted a fray, assault causing actual bodily harm, attempted robbery, and possessing a bladed article. He was jailed for four years and nine months. Stephen Parker prosecuted and said Miss Iqbal, who had run McGuire for about 10 years, was behind the counter of the in the off license when Smith came in around seven fifteen PM. She recognized him as a customer even though he had a scarf partially covering his face. The defendant had a sword in one hand and a bag in the other. He said, Open the till. The victim had just made a cup of tea and picked up the hot kettle. Swung Smith swung the sword towards her again. Miss Iqbal repeated that she knew him and Smith as Smith ran it, the defendant left the shop and made a stabbing gesture towards the customer. The sword was never found. Oh, hot tea saves the day. Shout out to hot tea. He wasn't interviewed in his own case because he refused to leave his cell. So you're ah, like, fuck that. I might as well just stay here. Yeah, he's like, what's the point? I had that fucking sword. 
um oh, so yeah man um that's that sore ratchetness man you gotta watch your back guys um it's everywhere man it's even affecting the old people guys donald underbell of seal beaches leisure world retirement community okay retire he's supposed to be over he retired from work but he didn't retire from sword ratchetness apparently not he said he was walking his dog around 7 30 p.m thursday when he knows a man on a bicycle he believed to be stealing tools underbell said the man then pulled out a samurai sword and began chasing him <gasps> chasing an old man when i finally said stop he comes off the bicycle and just calm as it can be, he comes off of that bicycle and pulls the sword out. And he comes running after me, he says. And what are you going to do now? He should have did like I said. Fuck you up. And he would be like, oh. Ah! I didn't realize that was an option. Going to go back to the internet. Always an option. Another resident, Terry Coster, said she saw the man flee on his bike. He couldn't have been too well in the head because this day nobody goes with the sword around. Well, I'm glad Captain Obvious was on the case here, Terry. Good job, ah! buddy own it i noticed he wasn't a ninja turtle and i said what is he doing with that sword ah, seal beach police he didn't are have right. any nunchucks right i noticed he was not a samurai uh seal beach police arrested the suspect jason chad johnson later that evening police say johnson is a transient and will be charged with brandishing a deadly weapon in a residential burglary what's a transient a homeless person oh okay yeah. i was like why they call him transsexual is that a new word nobody told me about <laughs> oh jesus let's just end the show <laughs> uh chris thank you so much for coming on man make sure y'all check out the mundane festival podcast uh check them out headlining for um uh, i mean what what is it opening for chris lambert i mean for chris Hardwick? Just ho- i'm just ho- it's ho- hosting it's gonna be me hosting uh mike lawrence featuring and uh hardwood closing it Oh, Mike Lawrence, that's my dog, man. Tell him I said what's up, man. Yeah, I want to see him live. Yeah, young. Yep, he been on the show before, man. Uh, I fucks with Mike Lawrence, man. You, you know Mike Lawrence dude. all this time, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good dude. Oh, okay, cool, man. Um, he's he's done your podcast. I'm going to try to get him on mine. I was going to try to get him to uh, watch Spider-Man 2 with me. That might happen this week so I could hear him bitch about it. Oh, he's going so to hate it. Yeah, so I wanted to see what that would be like, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I kind of dread his movie reviews. As a nerd that loves things, I hate hearing him hate things because uh, I always feel like it's making. Are you me... guys gonna? I know we're supposed to end, but are yeah. you guys gonna see Spider Man too? Hell yeah. Hell yeah! Friday, as soon as I I'm get kinda, off work. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of excited about it. Like I was trying to see if Mike wanted to go, if JL wanted to go, but you know they're being a little. Uh, Mm-hmm. you know uh, elusive so i might have to because i got that may 1st because you know how they showing them on thursday now yeah. i'm debating i'm just only debating whether i'm going to see it in imax or like regular i, I say scandal on thursday no no not anymore the season's over oh, okay but, but with with jl you don't you probably can't go because you know uh donald sterling told him not to bring any black people to uh Ah! to any more movie screenings he can only bring half of himself right right. well she was black and mexican um (laughs) you can come but just the one uh all right Uh man so yeah check him out on twitter at chris lambert uh very funny person to follow um and uh if you never want to see a person take a check picture after a gig then follow follow chris because he'll Mm -hmm. never do it okay Mm -mm. guys that's not his style hashtag blessed 
uh we'll talk to you guys <laughs> tomorrow with patrice and justin where we do uh our recap of game of thrones yes at 5 p.m um until tomorrow oh yeah tweaked audio code tbgwt until tomorrow i love you i love you too baby Mwah. Mwah.